Hey, hello everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this week's episode of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast on clearproptv.com and paratalk.org. Hey, you know, we have the paratalk.org for those of you that do not have iTunes or you're not really much of a podcaster and you don't know how to listen to our shows. So just go to paratalk.org and you can listen to all of our shows at your convenience. ClearPropTV.com is where you can watch our show live or afterwards, Memorex, I suppose you can call it, and uh, enjoy it anytime that you wish. We also have ParamotorArkansas.com, and that is our school that we are uh, that we have over here in Conway. We got about ten students right now, and we teach everything from trike to regular foot launch. We have a really cool scooter tow. We got some bunny hills, lots of awesome instructions. Don't think about coming over here and just, you know, oh, I'm just going to, you know, uh, kite this wing and go fly. No, there is so much knowledge that you are going to learn. It's going to blow your mind. Anyways, welcome to this week's episode of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast with Jim Sennard up in Canada. You can find him at carepg.com or careppg.com. Enjoy the show. would like to uh, welcome uh, the newest member to our channel, Barry Barry Ward, thank you very much. Uh, there, we we do have a join now where you can join our our YouTube channel and you get to see behind the scenes and some really cool stuff. And Barry did that. Greg Jensen donated five bucks. Thank you very much. And John Wayne, ten bucks. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. This is. Look at all the people. I, I just looked on, on the chat, and the chat is just nonstop going. So we appreciate you. Who do we have in the yeah. chat? Let me say hi to, hi to some peeps real quick. Yeah. We got Never Trust a Skinny Chef. We got the, the Brian Waller, John Wayne, Eric, PPGLear.com. Um, who else do we have? Greg Jensen, welcome. Geriatric PPG, JR, Paramotor, Will Fly. <laughs> Man, we Charlie Walsh. We got so many people oh, here. Thank you. Hi, Charlie Walsh. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, <laughs> we are going to introduce the panel, and then we're going to be talking to Jim about his soloing and what it is to be, uh, how it is to actually be in Canada and learn PPG. So this is going to be an excellent, excellent. Um, podcast make sure you put some questions in the chat and then brian haybill waller maybe eric lear flying flamingo jade will fly or jp tool maybe even lynn anderson will be able to see it and answer your question here so let's go ahead and introduce everybody uh we got eric lear eric welcome to the show sir tell us a little bit about yourself and how we can get up with you and your shenanigans Hey, thanks, guys. I've been flying PPG for a little over a year. I'm married to Jade, flying from the Jade. Um, and you can find me at ppglear.com. Not too many videos on there, but uh, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the panel. We appreciate you, Eric. We also got... Um, we'll go ahead and introduce the wife real quick since you already said the wife. So this is Flying Flamingo Jay. She also does a really cool show on Wednesday. You can find her at paramotorgirl.com. But uh, Flying Flamingo Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe a little bit about your uh, your Wednesday show. Hi, everyone. Um, you can check me out at Flying 
Flamingo Jade or paramotorgirl.com will take you right to it. And that'll take you also to my Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central show, Girls Just Want to Fly. And can use all the support we can get uh, with talking to women from all over the U.S. right now. We're working on some from out of the country also. A little bit of a time zone change uh, problem there. So, um, but this week we have Kat, um, who is still... Uh, parked down at Hodges Field, uh, where bad apples occurred this spring. And um, she's going to talk about being a trike flyer. That's so cool. So make sure you guys go over to paramotorgirl.com, hit that subscribe and that bell notification. So many cool things. And you got to watch that last video she put up about uh, hot air balloons is like the next level video. It's really awesome. So thank you very much, uh, Jay, for jumping on the show. I always see that. And I think girls just want to have fun, but I guess girls just want to fly. So thank you so much, Jade. We also got the most famous person on the panel here. Brian already knows what I'm talking about. Brian, hey, Bill Waller. What's up, brother? Man, I think you give me way too much credit, Sean, but I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I'm not the guy that's putting out videos that get thousands of views. He's right below me there, and uh, he's killing it, man. But uh, now you, you can find me on YouTube, ppgbrian.com. I'm a, I'm a para addict, just like everybody else on this panel. Um, I'm addicted to flying, paramotors. If I go more than a few days without flying, I start getting the shakes and, uh, that's what happens when you get into paramotor. So if, uh, you know, you don't want something to take over your life to be more passionate about than anything else you've ever been done in life, then, uh, you definitely don't want to get into paramotors. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I totally, I they, totally agree they, with you. And, they are that uh, awesome. And thank you very much, Brian, for, for jumping on the show tonight. I know that all of you guys have something others, than than doing this you could go out and fly but you're here instead and i totally appreciate you um we also got the most infamous uh, uh will fly uh he he does some amazing videos you can find him at will fly ppg but tell us a little bit about yourself and how awesome your videos are i mean they are just top notch dude oh well, thank you very much well i mean i i'm will fly i love flying paramotors and making videos and uh giving JP a hard time whenever I can. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube at uh, Will Fly or willflyppg.com. And thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we also got the most infamous TikTok Tulo. Uh, th- this guy is is amazing. I mean, he had one cat video that has about 2 million views on it, and he just put it up there, what, not too long ago. So uh, TikTok Tulo, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, your dot-coms and what's going on with your TikTok, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JP Tulo here. Um, just like uh, Brian said, uh, I'm a para-addict. Uh, started flying over uh, two and a half years ago and it's just uh consumed every part of my life um it's uh been the healthiest obsession i've ever had though you know it's uh just been great um the, the people i've met the, the things i've learned just uh it's uh, people ask me you know that's one of the top questions you get when you join is how much is it how much is it and then you know they think it's just like a lawnmower engine so it's like what a couple hundred bucks or whatever and they they hear how much it is and the initial uh, response I get is shock, but it's literally been the best investment of my life. Like bar none, 
the best investment in my life of my life and uh I, I just love flying i love flying i love talking about flying and uh that's why you'll catch me you know just about every night of the week on whatever shows on you'll see me in the chats just bsing with you know the usual suspects same old people and um yeah i like to put up little clips on uh, the tiki talkie on on the gram you know um just repping for ohio Ohio strong which is better than north carolina by the way so everybody knows um because this is the birthplace of aviation doesn't matter that uh, the wright brothers took off in kitty hawk you know they were born in ohio so ohio is better thank you jp2lo.com well, well you guys uh, let us know in the chat you know what do you think is ohio the the place of you know that everybody thinks about when it comes to flying or is it north carolina i don't know let's start that discussion but before we do uh well let's go ahead and uh, introduce you to our guest jim sonard he's from canada he's the guy that's actually putting together our uh, paramotor calendar so if you go to paramotorcalendar.com you get to see all about that and uh, we'll be giving away a paramotor calendar every single time that we come on uh, clearprop tv which this is clearproptv.com by the way uh in case you did not know which i'm sure you do know and uh, uh anyway so jim is in canada and he learned how to fly ppg he just took a solo and this episode is all about canada a eh? and how do you get into ppg welcome jim thank you sean um we're, oh. we're not only are we going to be talking about you flying and your soloing, but we got to talk about this money that you have that's a scratch and sniff. I guess we'll talk about that later at the end of the show, but uh, something to talk about, definitely. But, Jim, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the PPG, and, um, you know, are, are you hooked? Oh, I'm definitely hooked. There's no question, uh, especially after July 4th. Wow, that was quite the quite – the experience, I just, I'm definitely hooked. There is, so me, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been doing businesses all my life. I, my father and little sister are pilots. She's a commercial pilot. And I have started my pilot's license many times, but I just found it boring. <laughs> I, I couldn't quite get into it. Uh, but when I found paragliding about two years ago, uh, my father-in-law, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and he was going in for surgery. My wife was out of town for that surgery and I had a lot of time on my hands and I was investigating things, found paragliding, eventually found paramotoring. And I thought, wow, I can do that in Saskatchewan where we don't have any hills. And so I started investigating this and that's really inspiration from my father-in-law, from my father who had just passed away. Uh, I wanted to do more with what I'd been working my whole life. And I thought I need to enjoy life a little bit more. So I started looking into it. And I'll tell you, it has been a process. I started the actual training in September of 2021, about a year ago. I did a little ground school, did a little ground handling with a great pilot and friend of mine, Mike Moy. 
and I worked on ground school for the rest of the winter into the beginning of spring. They say it's only 20 hours, but I'll tell you, it takes a heck of a lot more than that. You're going through the syllabus and watching all the videos and trying to remember the stuff. Uh, it took me a long time. And then I gave up for a period and I had to start all over again because I forgot it all. But uh, so it's taken a while. And then I tried doing a little bit of kiting on my own. And well, that was drastic. I got a lot of support and help from my wife, Desiree. She gave me some suggestions as I was doing it. I got a little video of that that I can show if you guys want to see it. Absolutely. This show is all about you. I think I cut you off. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Hear Absolutely. You? Okay. All right. I'll pull this up. Trading video. Whoa, that's not it. Well, this is, I, got, I think this is the this latest trading session ever. We are 10 o'clock p.m. And Jim just can't get enough. Jim, Look we can't see anything. No? This oh. is third or fourth? Oh, the I don't think you shared the wrong screen. Yeah, you shared the wrong screen. It, and when you share it, there'll be a little box at the bottom that you, know, you can check for optimize for video. You'll want to do that as well. Okay. That wasn't the one I wanted to show anyway. There we go. Yeah. Turn it down just a little bit. Yeah, Jim. Can you uh, turn off the music and then just tell us what's going on, uh, please? It'll also, uh, if you, when you, if you go back to screen sharing and click optimize uh, video and turn off the, the audio, Jim, it'll be a little bit clearer when it, uh, yeah, when you share. Yeah. You actually have to go out of screen sharing and then we yeah. share a screen. It's, when, when you're looking at the dialog box that shows all the different screens you could share, before you share that one, at the bottom of that box, there's a checkbox to optimize video. Yeah, and then, and then uncheck, yeah, then uncheck the uh, the audio. It's the wrong screen. Okay. How's that? You're sharing the wrong screen. I can? Oh my goodness. We see scheduling made easy. How do I? So, so you hit the uh, the share screen, and then when you hit the share screen, you have a dialog box that pops up, and then you want to hit the correct dialog box. All right, go ahead and tell us what, what we see on the screen then for all the people that are listening to us. You see me failing drastically. There's, I, and my wife is giving me lots of direction in here. So 
I'm trying to take it by running and doing everything that I didn't know I shouldn't do. Fighting the wing here. Is this your first attempt at kiting here? Yeah, I was a little bit, uh, I was anxious to get out there and try it and just see what I could do with this thing and see if I could fly it at all. And I was pulling my ace too much there. I was getting pretty tired and worn out. You're, you're just hand kiting or, or are you strapped in? I'm strapped in. I you're got myself, uh, you can see it right there. I got myself a harness from the hardware store, a fall harness. And I was strapped in right in here and right in here. It didn't work very well because it would slide up on me and it it wouldn't stay down. So I couldn't control it. It was did it go did it go under the groin? I can't see the straps. No, yeah, know. there's there's two straps right there. I okay. found out later that it's not advisable to use those because they're not designed for having pressure there. And so then they can create blood clots and yeah. If you, if you bought it at Lowe's or a Home Depot place, it's a safety thing for falling off of a ladder. Then it's designed to, uh, you know, save you in the event of a fall, not be a free flight harness for sure. Yeah. So I haven't really, I haven't used it since. But that was my drastic attempt at trying to kite. So do you watch some YouTube videos leading up to this? You say this is... This is your attempt at self-training. Yeah, I watched some YouTube ones. I watched uh, I watched a few, and I got some really good ideas. But when you're in the thick of it, you don't think you're not thinking. Get under the wing. Get under the wing, and you're not thinking. Uh, use the reverse kiting. It was you know it it just takes time, right? And with an instructor. They're right behind you and they're talking you through it. So they're giving you each point as you go. It's just so much easier in your success. Also, I had uh, rotor coming off some trees. I had my, uh, my trims all the way out and the wind was, was not, it was too light, I think for that. And then I got drugged right across the field and it was, it was quite the experience. There's no question. I, I'm sure that a person could get hurt very easily. You'll notice I didn't have a helmet on and yeah. So I did, I did that for a little while that lasted a day. And then after I had done that, my wife, felt that I really did need professional training. So she, thus, I was able to go out and spend some money on some pre professional training. Obviously, I would have been able to do that anyway. But <laughs> once you get permission, it's that much easier. Absolutely. Uh, so real quick, just wondering, in Canada, you can self-train, but do you need a license or anything like that in Canada for PPG? You do. And... It's 
there you can self-train, but you still have to have instruction from an instructor. You have to have, let me just pull that up. You have to have a minimum of 20 hours of instruction of ground school. And that's supposed to be done. It can be done with an instructor or it can be done on your own. Uh, you got to learn the air law, aerodynamics, practices and procedures. You have to learn air navigation, meteorology, engines, airframes, flight instruments. You basically are learning to fly uh, an ultralight airplane. And so it's a bit of overkill for a paramotor, but it's all really good things to know. And I, I actually went, I said that I went, to, I spent a lot of time doing it. Well, it turns out that I have now done enough ground school that I can qualify for the private pilot's license because I went a little bit beyond in the school. I didn't have to go quite that far. Uh, so that's, maybe I'll do that next. But then you have to get, get connected with an instructor and you have to have about 20 hours of school with them as well. They're, they say five, but you need to also have 30 takeoffs and landings. You need to have those approved by the instructor. They, he needs to see them. Like in my video, which I'll show you in a little bit, I had the instructor in my ear. I don't know if it's technically called a solo because he was there and it was instruction. It could be construed as a solo. I have my student pilot permit and I'm allowed to fly on that for, it's a little unclear, two years for sure, maybe five years before I have to actually write the final exam in order to get my pilot's license so that I can, I can get it. But after you've done all this ground school, it only makes sense to me that you do the, the test as soon as possible so you don't have to study all over again. So that's what I will be doing as soon as I can. And I, so I got hooked up with, after, um, after I was able to get signed up for professional training, I, I didn't sign up with Mike, the, my first instructor, because he was just so busy this time of year, crop dusting and honey farm and all types of things. So I broke down and I went to another school, which is ppgschool.com. And that's run by Aaron Hackle. And he sent me to Dustin, who is a guy that is about an hour from here, which is nice and close. And he had me performing all sorts of tricks with a kite in practically no time. And this is one of the videos that I started showing you earlier that I'll share here right now. It's, I got the right screen, paramotoring. Right here, this was like June 20th. So it's 10 o'clock at night. You can see the moon's out in full force. And I, he's got me running pylons through a, a sod farm. And 
and I can just barely see them, but I'm able to weave in and out of them. And so we did all sorts of different tricks like this. And then at the end of here, I get, I finally succeed in bringing the ring down in a nice manner. And I'll tell you though, if you're doing that for four hours, it sure takes a lot out of you in an evening. Absolutely. How long or how many hours did it take for you to get to this level of kiting? Because that first video that you showed was like, wow, you know, and now it's like, wow, that that's you're doing really good. So how many hours difference are we talking? This would have been if I go back to here, this would have oops, would have been probably four sessions. And so let's say three to four hours a night, so probably 16 hours. It might have taken a little bit less than that. But we, we really went into a lot of stuff because we wanted to uh, – I wanted to be very comfortable with it, obviously. And right. he wanted me – this was the first half of the training – so then we, the second half of the training is actually getting the motor on, uh, taxiing, which I've done, and then going up in the air and flying. And that's what uh, this other video uh, is of me actually doing my first flight. And I put that together. Let's see here. I'm going to throw the sound on it, though, because it's nice with. I'll, I'll turn it down if it's too high. I'll put it halfway. Hey, you guys. I really wanted to share. You're flying. You're flying. Good job. Hey, you guys. I really wanted to share my success on July 4th, 2021. I officially flew my own aircraft. I took it off and landed it. Here is the raw footage of the first takeoff and landing with my instructor in my ear. I'm so glad it's over. But sad at the same time, it's something I will never get back. Now, I'm going to take the time to document it, everything I remember. But this is just the raw footage. Special thanks to Dustin Blanchard, my kiting instructor, who is always really encouraging. Thankfully, Aaron Hackle at ppgschool.com, my instructor, was able to document this flight. Having Alex and Mike there to cheer was really encouraging. Thank you, guys. Enjoy and subscribe to careppg.com where you will find my YouTube channel and there are more videos to come. Like, share, comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, now I want you to stay focused on your area upwind. Deep breaths, nice and relaxed. Okay, okay. Drive, 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 drive. Nice inflation. Let go of base. Get the chest out. 
start bringing in throttle. I don't see anything. Do you guys see anything? Keep running. I do now. Up higher. So keep running, keep running, more throttle, more throttle, just go, keep running, keep running, more throttle, more throttle, more throttle, more throttle, more throttle, more throttle, keep running, more throttle, keep running. There you go. Keep going, keep going. Good. Smooth on the throttle, smooth on the throttle. Keep climbing, keep climbing towards your destination. More throttle. A little bit more throttle, Jim. Keep getting some altitude right towards your destination. A little bit of left hand. Keep climbing. Keep climbing. A little bit more throttle. Keep climbing. Good. Good. Okay, you can back off throttle. Back off throttle and get into your seat. You can let go of throttle completely. There you go. Get into your seat. You got lots of time, lots of time. Get nice and comfortable. There you go. So here, uh, I'm okay, back hands back here. Up. I'm thinking even more gap. It's a it pause. Okay, here I'm thinking get into the seat, take off the throttle. Oh no, I'm gonna fall out of the sky. <laughs> so, I haven't been up there before. Can it you guys see so my screen better? Yeah. All right, we're gonna use my screen because we couldn't see your screen at all. Okay. So, yeah, video quality better. So we're just yeah, gonna, yeah, we're just gonna rewatch this. Uh, that was your first uh, solo right there. It's good climb out. I yeah. think it was pretty good. So when you were, you know, pulling the throttle and you kept on hearing more throttle, more throttle, what were you thinking? Well, I was, I thought I actually was thinking that I had a lot of throttle on there and that I was going up pretty fast. So I was, and I, I, I didn't want to blow the engine up. And so I was trying to do it very slowly and very consistent. Uh, obviously, I could have used a lot more throttle and climbed a lot faster. But not knowing that at the time, it was a little weird. Little, And also, I didn't want – I heard stories of people where – the wing would take off and then you'd kind of swing back a little bit and then come back down. And I didn't want that. I wanted to make sure that I got off and I went and I didn't come back down. So that's why I was a little gentle on the throttle. And then when he asked me to take, he says, okay, take the throttle off and get into your seat. Uh, jeepers, that was, yeah, that was a little bit scary. Because I didn't have any idea how fast I'd start descending. But it turned out really good. And then for the landing here, which you'll see in a second, he actually had me cut the engine, which was quite the experience uh, for the first time. People ask me, they say, well, what happens if you fall out of the sky? 
I had my mother-in-law ask me that this morning. She's like, what's going to happen if you, like, if your engine quits and you just start falling? And I said, well, you see that video of me landing? He, he told me to turn the engine off and I just floated down. <laughs> so it was a You look like you're in shock here. <laughs> I watched this video earlier and I just, I feel like you're in shock right now. Like, you're just like, sensory overload just like don't know what to do that's how i felt when i got down i was just like wow so much like wow like word there's aren't words to describe and uh like you you haven't even like moved your feet into a comfortable position it's like you're (laughs) i love it man it's just so satisfying yeah it was it was an amazing experience and like I said, I said on the video that it's something that you won't get back, but Aaron explained to me, he says, it's not like that, Jim. Absolutely. Every time you go up, it's an incredible experience. It's something new. It's amazing. And you will always feel like you'll never get that experience back, but you'll always have another one. So yeah. it's, don't worry about that. So I'm looking forward to that. And I did. My second flight, you know how I said I was afraid that I was going to come back down. I don't know what I was thinking, but when I finally got off the ground, I let off the throttle. And I came right back down. So I had to get on it again and get going. So I had that experience. Did you actually land when you came back down or you just started descending and realized, oh, I better give it more gas? Started to send, realized I land. Well, I did land. My feet came to the ground and I, and I kept running and I just kept, and then I uh, powered on and took off. That's a touch and go. So you're up to three flights then. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that, that is def- that's definitely true. Cool. Did, did you have any toes before your first flight? Because you, you said you didn't know what to expect for the flare. No toes. No. I got 10 toes and 10 yeah. fingers. Uh, I think toes, I didn't have any like table toes or whatever you want to call it. But here, this I want to share this, this picture. It's uh, a picture of what we went through that night. And it's this is Alex. The young guy that came up to me and gave me a fist bump. And these are a few of the mosquito bites that he got. Just on his oh, back. my God. Yeah. He was pouring the repellent on. I think I almost think that his engineering buddies changed his repellent with a tractant or something. Because it was bad. Man. He kept them off of us anyway. Big mosquitoes up there. Yeah, man. <laughs> he apparently is more sweet than the rest of us. <laughs> that so, would totally be me, man. I, I am the magnet for the bugs and stuff. I don't know how to get that off. But he actually soloed just a couple days later. Well, not soloed, but he took his first flight a couple days later. And so... I, th- I think I think that's what we talk about when you take your first flight. We call it a solo. 
Sure. I don't I don't know if it's technically called that here until you don't have your instructor in your ear. And then mm. it's maybe called a solo. But hmm. interesting. Yeah. We're okay. not we're just we're student pilots until we actually write the Transport Canada test. So how does that work in fixed wing? If you have if you have an instructor in the seat in the plane with you, it's not a solo, which that makes sense. But if you know you're in the aircraft yourself, but mentally you're not by yourself, I never really thought about people not considering it a solo. Um, that's interesting that that's how it's done there. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, different strokes for different folks. Um, yeah. So, so, so as far as I'm concerned, and probably everybody else that's been watching this, your first flight that you went up on the 4th of July, that was your solo and, uh, we'll congratulate you. And, and we'll always think that that was your, your first flight, your first solo. We also got Greg Jensen in the uh, chat that says that he tells people I'm underneath a fully deployed parachute. What's the worst that could happen? That's, uh, I guess, under the question of what would happen if your if your motor went out and also a big uh, shout out and thanks to Kent Stamey at kentstamey.com donated 10 bucks in the super chat and said, hello, parafam. Um, what Charlie Wash said, what about free flight? I'm not sure what that was about, but there was a couple of questions in the chat. Any he other was questions? wondering if there's a license required for free flight and there, there was not Canada is what he said. Okay. Okay. So, there's no license required for free flight, only if you have a motor flight. Is that correct, Jim? Yes, that's correct. There is a hang gliding, paragliding association, uh, and you can get lessons and training and certification through that program. I'm not 100% sure about that, but it's definitely not governed by Transport Canada. So it's well, and not, you have a you have a number on your wing too, right? A tail number. I do not. Uh, no, believe, so that's different. I believe you might with the powered parachutes. Um, but I was just watching a guy on Facebook. He was in France, I believe, and that's a powered paraglider, and they have to have tail numbers on their wings. But that's France, so a little different than Canada, I'm sure. I do have to, I believe I have to register my unit with Transport Canada, the frame. Does the, the engine need to be inspected or anything? Safety wire, like that sort of stuff? No. No? Interesting. It's kind of, if it was um, an advanced ultralight, then it does need to be maintain the standards of the manufacturer. But... Uh, it but there's no one to certify to, that. It still doesn't have to be inspected. It's more of a, a personal inspection. Like honor code sort of thing? Yes. Okay. And as a paramotor pilot, I am never allowed to take anybody up with me. I, I am not allowed. I have to be an instructor, and that's the only way that I could ever take anybody up. And they have to have a student permit to go up with me. Oh, the student has to have a permit? Yeah, the person. Wow. Is different. It's different than here in the U.S. 
you yeah. just have to say they're interested in the sport, basically, I think. Yeah, um, it's just – It's a training let run at that point. Well, it's a discovery flight, yeah, it's for instructional purposes. So after your license, Jim, do you, is there any kind of recurrency training you have to do on a yearly basis or every other year, or it's your license for life or what? That's correct, license for life. Uh, we, their use, when you get into a private pilot's license, then you have to have a medical done every few years. But when it's uh, ultralight, like a paramotor type idea, then it's just a personal attestation that you are healthy. And they give you a list of questions and you say, yeah, I'm healthy in all these ways. And they Once again, under the honor code. Yes. I love that about Canada. Like if you ask someone a question, you just know that, you know, they're going to tell you the truth, right? <laughs> I wish, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Canadians are in general more uh, trustworthy than us Yanks. <clears throat> thank you. Everybody else is saying, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, neighbor. Jim, you, you, you train for almost a year self-training and going through this other training process that you're talking about uh, with different instructors. Uh, did you ever have a tandem flight before your first paramotor flight? So, so this was truly your first experience at flying under a canopy that all is, by yourself. That is true. I had never, never experienced it before. So I, it was totally... 100% new to me. Now, you've been coming on a show for a while. Obviously, you've been interested in the sport. I just can't imagine how gratifying that must have been. Because you nailed that landing, by the way. I mean, absolutely nailed it. Textbook. Thank you. Thank you. I, You know, that landing, he says to me, he, he explained, he asked me to release the energy and get it to slow down. I guess I didn't. I didn't really quite understand that. I thought I was coming to the ground so fast, and at the last moment there, I just buried the brakes because I really, really wanted to not plow into the ground. <laughs> but it worked out almost perf perfectly. So that was really nice. But I, I, I'm looking forward to figuring out this, releasing the energy and and slowly gliding in nice and smooth and not just, and just, I mean, it worked out perfectly. I, I don't think I could have had a better landing, but uh, I know there's better techniques to it. But he was also hey, telling me that this is the worst time of year to be doing this because it's so hot that the air is so thin. And so it's not as, it's not as dense. It's not as buoyant. It's not as easy to fly. So, so what's the Canadian version of the FA? The United States is FAA. Transportation. Transport Canada. He, he's breaking up. Did anybody hear him? Transport Canada. Transport Canada. <clears throat> I'll just, I'll just leave. Yeah, Transport Canada. Gotcha. Now, 
if if you're in violation, uh, do they come in? I can't help myself, man. Do, do they come in on horses to uh, to uh, arrest you, or or do they have planes? You know, I I heard of a guy. I heard of a guy. This this is horrible. I heard of a guy being chased down by a helicopter. What? And he was doing something wrong, and they they were upset. Man, I mean that's borderline dangerous. Can you imagine? Uh, uh, I think his statement was when he hit when he got to the ground, he was he was absolutely irate, is what I heard, and he was he was like seriously angry at the police officers because absolutely they almost killed him. Yeah, the the rotor coming off those rotors, like holy crap. Yeah. I see a I see a question in the chat from Jim CR120 said how many flights do you have and how comfortable do you feel Right now I only have two flights under my belt and I am not I'm, I'm comfortable up in the air but I am not comfortable yet I I definitely need a lot more instruction I don't know how people do this by themselves, I, I, I would not recommend that. Don't just get an instructor. Oh my goodness. You, I could see. Yeah. Those guys, they are very, very courageous and lucky to survive. I think. So you tried to do the, uh, training yourself right and you did that for a little bit or how, how long did you try to train yourself <laughs> one day one day okay and then after that one day you're like no i i gotta find uh, an instructor well i had found mike was helping me out and i just i thought i'd go and try the kiting by myself and do that i i always had somebody there helping me except for this one time, which was the first time I was actually going to kite the wing. And that, and I thought, oh, well, if I can fly this wing by myself on the ground, maybe I can do a little bit more and do a little bit of training and get in and get advanced and get ahead of the game. But uh, no, it was not, there was, I, I don't think- there Harder was than it looks. It's harder than it looks, isn't it? Way harder than it looks. There's more going on than it looks like, you know, what you see in a YouTube video. All these guys on YouTube, you know, it looks, they make it look so much easier than it is. You actually get there in the field and you've got 17 lines going on all over the place. You're not sure if you're clipped in right or backwards or left to right. And you got your toggles wrapped around, looped around this way and that way. You don't, it, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's intimidating. Um, absolutely. What were your wind conditions the, the first day you were, the, the day you were self-training and kiting? Did, did you put up uh, a wind indicator and have any idea what was going on? Did you watch it or just kind of go out there and kite the wing? I went, it was, when, it was probably about, it was in the middle of the afternoon. So the thermals were, were going and it was, changing direction on me like I, I never really understood before 
I got with the instructor what was going on, but quite literally there were twisters everywhere. That's what a thermal is. It's like a twister and they're everywhere. And that's why the wind is switching directions on you all the time because it's going in circles to get up. And it's like, I, and then I had rotor coming off some trees off of a golf course and then rotor coming off some other trees. I wasn't far enough away. Like when we were at that sod farm, uh, tough turf sods farm, they had trees that were about 200 meters away. And if you got within, when you finally got within 200 meters of those trees, you could feel the rotor starting to affect the wing. So you would be cruising along there, running for quite a long time with the swing, and then all of a sudden, the rotor would kick in. And 200 meters away, maybe more, it's, you've got to be in a big open field before rotor doesn't affect you. And I had no idea. So that first day, you just mentioned all the things that were affecting you that first day when you were trying to kite your wing. I assume that you didn't realize any of those things were affecting you that day and you learned them later. I learned all that later. I had no idea that stuff was what was going on. Once you got an instructor and somebody that kind of knew the ropes, right? Exactly. And they explained it. And the first day I got to the instructor, I was having, with the instructor, I was having troubles. And he said, oh, that's because of the thermals. That's why it's switching directions on you, the wind. And we can't, we got to wait for another probably 30 minutes before the thermals start to die down. And I was like, bing, now I understand. Uh, you don't know what you don't know, man. I mean, that's why training is so valuable. Yeah, well, you hear the guys on that come on the show who have self-taught and they say the same thing, right? It, it, they say that it took them 20 hours to figure out that they shouldn't have been doing it in the middle of the day or they were too close to the trees or their trimmers were wrong. And, and I've only got like maybe 25 hours into this now. I'm so much further ahead and I'm flying. For all, the, for, for all the people that are listening to this, you got to go over to clearproptv.com and watch this video. He is lit up. I swear to God, it, it's absolutely amazing. He has a smile from ear to ear, and he's so happy and joyous. Um, I mean, it looks like you are just so incredibly happy, Jim. I mean, how do you feel right now knowing that you went up a couple of times, you got this instruction, and you're going to be able to get up and fly again soon? How do, how do you feel? I am so pumped. It, I am so looking forward to it. I really hope things work out this week and I'll get out there and do a few more runs. And uh, I'm looking for a solid day where Aaron has said that if we can get a good day where here's something else I learned. If it rains the night before, then the thermals don't kick in until much later. The, it's got a, like the rain keeps everything cooler and so 
if you get just the right day, you can fly all day long here. And in Canada, that's like 16 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping to that day will come up really quick and we'll be able to knock out a bunch of my flights, required flights, so that I can get get more comfortable so that I can actually do this on my own. How many hey, required Jim. flights do you need? I'm sorry. Go ahead, JP. Oh, there's just a question in the chat. Uh, Jim Sierra 120, which was just along the lines of what you were starting to ask him, Sean. Uh, Jim says, uh, question for Jim S. What's the plan now? Will your instructor continue for a time slash number of flights? What's, what's the, the next step in your progression? The instructor who happens to be, I believe, the examiner as well in this in this instance, because Aaron is an examiner, uh, he has to see 30 takeoffs and landings, which are good. Per yes, very well executed. And once he's seen that, then I can qualify for doing the written exam and getting my, my license. So I'm going to stick with him until I've accomplished that and just um, I can apparently go off on my own and do a few, uh, but I don't think I will. I'll just stick with him and just get that so instruction and, and get it done right. And and once again, you could go back to him and be like, hey, just want you to know I had 10 perfect, and then he would just put that towards your, your uh, tally? I don't think he would. I think he okay. wants to see them. That's good. I like that, yeah. I think that's part of the the examination that they Absolutely. have to do, and they, they, yeah. they tell you to do certain things. Like I don't know what all they tell you, but they you have to execute S turns, you have to execute the landings, you have to execute all sorts of different procedures mm -hmm. as well, and they have to be done well in order to pass. Mm -hmm. I remember. One of uh, I think one is to do a landing without your brakes, where you control with just your D lines. Um, is actually I think that was something that GM Sierra One Twenty was talking about on uh, Facebook. Maybe if anyone has ever landed with just their D lines instead of their brakes, if they had a line failure or for whatever reason. Actually, now that I think about it, I had a time where I had one of my brakes loop around, tie a knot and right around the pulley so and that was actually early on in my career and i didn't even know about the, the steering with the d-lines thing that would have been helpful then um but well it's one of you don't know what you don't know you know so that's, that's not why no that was a different time different okay time. i actually have that on video it's just it was really long it was like a big long ordeal i had to climb out of my harness to reach up and untie the knot around the Fully, like it was pretty sketchy. But, uh, you didn't climb up nice. the wing, did you? <laughs> I see you like climbing up the wing. <laughs> no, no, no. But I did have to. I had to take off part part of my harness because I couldn't reach up high enough. So I had to take the shoulder strap off, which was, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever done that in a flight, but it uh, okay. it's very. Uh, it's scary you know it's just because you don't feel secure at all 
Um, and you are, even with that, just that waist strapping your legs in, you're not going anywhere, but it's a naked feeling. It's very naked. Um, but hey, well, I got you, your, everyone's attention real quick. Uh, can we do a quick screen grab? Absolutely. Three, everybody. Linda, you paying attention, Linda? Ready? One, two, three. Perfect. Right. <laughs> Thanks for getting my attention, JP. Oh, I wouldn't do that. That attention disorder. <laughs> uh huh. Well, we don't want to take a picture with you picking your nose or anything. So you. Oh know. no! 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 no. We're, we're trying. We're trying to hook you up a little bit. Um, a D, DP said, "So happy for Jim S. Congratulations!" He also donated ten dollars in the super chat. We appreciate you, sir, for doing that. And uh, if you don't know about DP, you can uh, find him and his crazy shenanigans over at ppgfootlaunch.com. So um, any other questions in the chat? I think there was one. Um, what motor and wing are you using to train from, Jig, from Greg Jensen? I've got a Mac Para 25 meter, and I have a Kangoo. Viking 2 with a small prop. Everybody bugs me about how small it is. It's uh, 125, but it gets me there. So it's a 125, I on, 125. On, on, on what on what motor did you say? A Monster 185. Oh, yeah, Monster 185 running a 125 prop? That's what I run. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I got on my on the bath. Really? I'm looking to get a 140 for mine because I got a 130 yeah. and a 135, and they're both really small. It depends on the cage, I guess. Yeah. Different uh, cages require different whatever. And do you fly with the? Do you have a? Is there a group of guys up there that you can hook up with after you're done with your instruction or? Yeah, there is. Well, Dustin and Aaron, they, uh, they, and there's, I met up with a few guys here from, one from Manitoba and a bunch from Saskatchewan just about three weeks ago. And it was really quite nice. They travel around, they get together on weekends, various weekends, and they fly together. And that was actually another reason why I really wanted to go with the instructors was because I wanted that support group too. And Dustin, he, he flies three, four times a week and they, they know all the really cool places to go. We've got a river just outside of Saskatoon or that goes through Saskatoon and there's sand dunes and sandbars and, They've got planned for us. We're going to go para camping. We're going to go out to one of those sandbars and we're going to camp on the sandbar. And then we're going to, uh, in September, Aaron has put on a fly in at one of the provincial parks and he's booked out the overflow camping area. We're going to basically set up a runway. We're going to fly out of there. And there's, there's sand dunes in this area. It's a Douglas Provincial Park. 
So we're going to get to fly in the sand dunes and the, the lake, Lake Diefenbaker is a man-made lake and this, it cuts into these sand dunes. So you've got cliffs that are about 40 feet tall of just sand, walls of straight sand down. And it's kind of, oh, I can't wait to experience all that with these guys. And be, because I joined the school and uh, I'm meeting all their students and all the people that they've flown with over the years, it's, I'm, it's wonderful. Because I didn't know there was nearly this many people in Saskatchewan that do this. That's awesome. It's more than training that you're getting when you, you know, sign up for stuff like that. You're buying into a network of people. Absolutely, man. It's just another great reason to get, you know, proper training. And uh, Jim, did I hear you say you're up to three flights now? Well, no, I, I only had, <laughs> I had two. I had that touch and go. So maybe okay, yeah, we, we, we tried to we tried to make that three. So you're only a few flights away from selling your house, buying a van, and hitting the road. Oh, uh, how's your wife feeling? And life, and life. <laughs> she doesn't know about that yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This seems, like, seems to be the common trend. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell her about that one. Break it to her softly. Exactly. We have, uh, um, let, me, let me see if I can find any more uh, questions in the chat. Tony Marzano said, does he have any ground school first? So did you do ground school first? I sure did. I sure did. I've, I've done probably 60 hours of ground, ground school. Wow. Yeah, he was basically yeah. uh, did all the qualifications for a private pilot's license, it sounded like. Oh. I, I did. I know all the airframes. I know <laughs> I know it, quite a bit of stuff. And also because it took so long, I had to go over it again for the test. So I've done it all twice. Now I understand my little sister, she used to when she was studying for her private pilots and her commercial pilots, she would always leave us as she would. And she goes, I got to go study. I got to go study. And I understand why now. There's a lot to learn. So did, did you go over, um, obviously, airspace and those kind of things, but did you actually go over, like, communicate with airports and the lingo that you use and that stuff? Okay. Sure did. It's a separate separate course, but it's part of it. And yes, I most paramotor people here don't worry about it because they just avoid those areas. But um, my best field to fly out of is an airport, so I kind of need that radio until I get comfortable or set up a better system, place to take off and land. I'm going to have to fly out of that airport. And so I'll have to have a radio to do that. And once you're comfortable with it, it's not really that big of a deal. So I'll be able to go all sorts of places that people who aren't comfortable with it can't do, can't go. Hey, hey Sean, uh, Greg Jensen in the chat says he's up to talk about 
his own training in BC. What is that? British Columbia. If anyone's interested. So okay, maybe we can cool. line him up for uh, next week or get him on right now or whatever. Okay, sure. I don't know um, what the schedule's like. I, I, Where's well, Linda at when you need her? I know, right? Dang it. It's gone. Dang it. I see Jim Sierra 120 in the chat said, what kind of flying appeals to you? High cruising, cross countries, low swoop, acro? Oh, man, all of it. I'm looking forward to experiencing it all. I are you afraid to... of heights? No. <laughs> I don't think. No, I'm not afraid of heights. Gotcha. I was just curious. But uh, I, I did, in my course, I found that you're only allowed to be, I think it's 30 minutes over 10,000 feet without oxygen in Canada. It's part hmm. of the rules. But I'm sure that, but I know that at, as you do it more, you become less affected by it. So uh, it maybe it's not such a big deal. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if you've been up there yet, but it's really cold. Like you don't want to stay up above 10,000 feet for much uh, more than 30 minutes. That's a long time to be at that cold. Absolutely. Um, I know going up to one mile, you know, a little over 5,000 feet, and I was shivering and wanted to get back down. So 10,000 doesn't sound very fun unless it's really super hot and, you know, you're just burning up and all that stuff. Um, who'd you say wanted to, to jump on? Was it Greg Jensen? Yeah, yeah, Greg Jensen. Um, we're already over an hour here. Um, if it's all right with our guest, Jim, is it okay if I bring on Greg and talk about his uh, – Sure. Yeah, that's fine. That'd be great. So, Greg, what I'm going to be doing in the uh, chat is I'm going to be pasting in the meeting ID and passcode. Uh, just go to your Zoom and um, and uh, jump in there. Um, you're, there's a, a waiting room, so I'll have to let you in the waiting room or let you in here once you're in the waiting room. Um, but uh, does anybody else have any questions for Jim? Before we continue this uh, this podcast and kind of veer off and talk about other things, anybody in the chat? Anybody yeah, in it, our podcast? Or oh, I'm sorry, yeah, GMCR120 just popped up one I had earlier and I forgot. Uh, so, are you planning on doing an SIB? Have you thought about it? I have definitely thought of it. I'm I'm looking forward to to doing that as well. I. I don't plan on doing it for a while. Probably when I, if I'm allowed to go back to the States this winter, then I will probably do it then. And because down there in Florida, because uh, that'll give me some time to experience flying and then go down there and do that. I guess that reminds me of a question, but I guess I just answered in my head was, you can you you in Canada have to have a license to fly PPG, but once you come down here to the states, because we are FAR 103, you can just fly anyways, right? Well, yes, you should be able to, but apparently there's it's not apparently they can ask you a whole bunch of questions and it can get very confusing. 
So I was told that I always need to have my insurance and I always need to have my pilot's license with me. And then if uh, a police officer or somebody comes and asks me questions, I just hand it to them and say, I'm a Canadian pilot. Here's my license. Here's my insurance. And they don't, then they, then it's just done. There's no questions. Okay. Interesting. Now, what about an American pilot coming to Canada? You know, Dude, we don't have insurance. I mean, hardly any of us have insurance. It's almost hard it, to get. We can drive in Canada under an American license. So, right. is it kind of the same like that? Like, I fly a paramotor in America, just like I drive in America, and I can go to Canada. I can drive in Canada. Why can't I fly in Canada? You know, I, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate. I, I, I think you can if you have an actual pilot license. A what? A full pilot license, like a, PP, okay. uh, a PPL, oh. or, uh, or even yeah. Yeah, I don't have they, one of those. They come after you with helicopters in Canada, brother. You don't want to <laughs> <do that. laughs> or if you're from North Carolina, you can automatically fly up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because they were the first to do it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh man, JP's getting mad at us. We got to stop the North Carolina jokes. <laughs> No, I think they need to just keep on going forever. <laughs> hey, I'm hearing uh, protection back in. Yeah. There we go. Hey, there Jim, go. real quick, um, tell us about um, your Care PP, um, your Care PG, and your Care PPG, real quick. I got Care PPG, courtesy of PPG Grandpa, or careppg.com. And that's my YouTube channel for. Uh, well, I put some business things on there, and then also I put a lot of paramotor stuff on. Well, I will be putting a lot of paramotor stuff on there because that's what it's originally for. And then I have DIYprinting.ca, which is keeping me uh, busy at the moment and uh, able to fly. So please take a gander at DIYprinting.ca. It, I thought yeah, that was way, Mark McElroy. Calendars, right? Sorry? Said so Jim made some calendars for us, didn't he? Yes. yes. And then, uh, so we're making calendars as well at paramotorcalendar.com. And we got a really cool yeah. one that's been put in place and is available. And has going to be giving some away on the program so watch the program and you'll be able to you'll get a chance i think we're losing you jim and if you want to buy yeah. them manitoba internet jim we're, we're losing you just a little bit it's that canadian uh, uh internet it's just not as good uh, your <laughs> internet's going a what's going on a so, uh, hey hey greg, greg jensen's in the house Greg so, Jensen. What's up, Greg? Hey, not much. Well, no flying today. It's too windy here. That sucks. Too windy and bumpy, so I don't have to go. Oh, my God, I think you're going to get fly, but uh, no. You're brave, Jim. I, 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 first of all, Jim, I'm going to say congratulations. That was a really well-stuck landing. Uh, even with the choppy video, could tell you you stood it up really well, and that's, that's amazing. Uh, 
the uh, the other thing I'm going to say is you're you're brave flying in all of, uh, in a mosquito infested Manitoba because that's going to be your flying season, man. I've heard about those things. They'll take they'll pick you up if your wing doesn't. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I'm actually in Saskatchewan, but that okay. day I thought I was in Manitoba. You thought yeah. you were in Manitoba, yeah, big. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I have family in Saskatchewan, so I'm familiar with the wide open spaces and the bugs. It's, yeah, the wide open spaces I envy. Crazy. Well, thank but, you. Yeah. We also got Never Trust Skinny Chef Shane. He finally jumped on. Welcome, sir. Glad you made it. Thank you. Thank you. I um, don't know what happened. I never got a code, and um, I know where you sent it. Everybody screenshot at me and, and showed me. I literally never got it. And, uh, well, I decided to take a little break tonight, and uh, it was kind of – I had some things to do, and I just finally got here. I was listening, but uh, I just got done with uh, some extracurricular activities don't think anything wrong with that. I, I meant like doing <laughs> Go skinny hey. chef. Go skinny chef. Go, yeah. Yeah. Go skinny chef. Shane, are you coming to uh, Dave Purden's? Yes. Woo. Everybody in the chat. Are you coming? Dave. Are you coming to Moonshiners? Uh, I, we're working on it. We're working on it. We were just talking about that earlier. I got to clear things with the boss. I think so, though. And uh, I'll let you know about uh, food and stuff. August 4th through 8th, right? Yes. I'll yes. be there 4th through the 8th for sure. Jim, you coming down to Mooseiners, man? Experienced pilot like you, fly in. We're good to go. Alas, I will not be. Um, oh. Not this time. Maybe next time. Well, we're going to hold you to that next time thing. So, you know, you definitely need to come down here and hang out with us at a fly-in, which is really cool. And if you guys are wondering how to see all the different fly-ins out there, just go to flyindirectory.com. And that way you can go, oh, well, there's all the different fly-ins. I will choose Moonshiners and hang out with the Claire Prop TV chat. What do we got going on? Who's who's doing that? Is that JP? This is JP. Um, I just wanted to show you some of the what I saw views. myself on JP's channel. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm on there too. This was uh, this is the view of uh, the clouds um, over the Ohio River in the morning at Dave Ferdinand's. Was um, that a high school with a track? Yeah, there's a high school. Yes. There's a high school right by the the Ohio River. And then there's... And it's, and it's just fine to, to fly through the uprights, just so you know, as long as no one's on the field. There may or may not have been a few times I did that. I avoided that so far. Take <laughs> some hay bales down well. there between. It will be good. <laughs> Definitely some hay bales. We might need to find some blow-up hay bales for Brian so he doesn't hurt himself no more. Yeah. Hey, that was, that, that uh, is an idea. Inflatable hay bale that I can kick all over. Yeah. I know. That'd be fun. Kick that hay bale, not the other Freaking hay bale. Awesome. I got <laughs> marshmallow ones up here. <laughs> then nice. you can swap out the, the inflatable ones for the real ones, not tell them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't that want to do that. That's the cloud view right there. Oh, that's beautiful. 
Yeah, and it's like that every morning. It just the the clouds sit over the river, and uh, it's just oh, mouth watering. Tip touch too low. There he is, man. <laughs> Tip so. touch too low. TikTok too low. Is there any more uh, uh, acronyms and names that we can give uh, JP? If there is, write them down in the chat right now. Um, I'd definitely like to see what you come up with. Secondly, did you do a spinning wheel of winning things by any chance? TikTok? I did not, no. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, look at the uh, chat. I'm going to look at the chat while you're looking at this. Uh, the question, if you can answer this, um, you can win a free calendar from paramotorcalendar.com. All you have to do is answer this one question. And let me give you a little bit of time to refresh your. Um, Brian Waller. Oh, I saw Major. On the Mojo Mobile. Yes, sir. Major. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey, that browser. picture of Valley right there is in my camper, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right down in front of uh, the hideout. Yep. <clears throat> so refresh your browser as you're watching JP stuff. That way you are going to be able to type this in first because this is going to be really super easy. I'll give you guys just a couple seconds. You want to stop sharing for a minute, Sean? No, no, no. Keep on sharing. It's all about. It's all I want to show this one where I crashed the kite into into Brian, but it won't play. <laughs> I'm sorry. D DP says baked balls too low. <laughs> baked ball. Uh, okay. He saw. He saw. Uh, yeah. Gypsy R120 says not from the first state too low. Too late too low. Too late too low. Hey, I like that. <laughs> Uh, he's not smiling he anymore, guys. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> That's God, not the it. first time I've told somebody they couldn't hit me, and they just nailed me, dude. You know, it's like karma. Yeah, really, bro? Really? Yeah. Someone hit you with a kite at going 110 mile an hour upside your head? Stand right there, Shane. It'll be fine. And no one got that on video, by the way. Uh, oh, thank God. I'll never live it down. <laughs> Luis Milstead's in the house. What's up? Bill H is in the house. Uh, Walter Priori is in the house. Also, Aaron I. What's up? What's up? Um, yeah. Luis, I saw your paramotor. Your, paramotor, your, your paramotor was in my front yard this last um, Wednesday, I think it was, or sometime. So it looks sweet. Can't wait for you to be able to, to fly around. That's exciting. All right. So here's here's a question. And whoever answers it correctly first gets a uh, paramotor calendar from paramotorcalendar.com. And Jim from Canada. So Jim from Canada is printing these calendars. What is his .com? Any of his dot coms that he uses. Any of his dot coms that Jim uses for either his YouTube, for his um, printing company. Oh, Brian Waller. Close. Jim said. Oh, I 
gave it away to Will. Mr. One Twenty said forty two. Close. It's a blue forty two. Willflycareppg.com. That is correct. Will fly. Will fly gets one. Kent Stamey, PPG Care, close, but not close enough. Come on. PPGcalendar.com. Well, no, it's paramotorcalendar.com. Will Fly said carepg.com. That's another one. That's correct. Flying Flamingo J, carepp. Was it a D DIY print.com or something like that? Do your do it yourself. Um, people are supposed to win this by you know uh, typing it in there. I'm glad you said it out loud. <laughs> Jim, well, we already I, got it. That counts, right? I want DIY printing. Do it yourself printing. Dot ca. Dot com was way too expensive. Sean didn't buy it for me. What's that? I say I need DIYprinting.com. Uh, like $18,000. What? Wow. Yeah. Those trucks, there's nothing even on it. Damn. Dragon Campers oh. in the house. Welcome, Dragon Campers. DP. So we got a lot of winners. Um, everybody on the uh, panel will definitely win. And I think the first person that uh, was not on the panel, who was at Tyler Valls, got it correct by saying Care PPG. So congratulations, Tyler Valls, for winning tonight's uh, CareMotorCalendar.com. Bill H says, that's what I said. Well, scroll up. What would Bill H say? Scroll up. Bill H. Uh-oh. I see Allie. That's all I see from Bill H. Yeah, JP, I did not like that video clip. <laughs> Jade got it. So, I don't know. So, um, Bill H. And um, Tyler Vowles. Go ahead and go over to clearproptv.com fill out that uh, winning form let us know that you won a calendar and i will send that out to you as soon as jim sends me all those calendars that i ordered from him yeah Thank i you. bought one where's it at hey you bought it from jim probably you didn't get it from me no i did i bought it from from the website i sure did Shannon Brooks in the house, careppg.com. You said it right, but we already had a couple of uh, winners. <laughs> Jim CR120 wants to know if he was partly right, can he get like six months out of the year? From the calendar? <laughs> you know That's what? <laughs> That's no problem. No get a problem. half a calendar. Yeah. Somebody else is partly right. And <laughs> hey, JP, he's from North Carolina, man. Greg said paramotorcalendar.com, but paramotor calendar is not Jim's Thank thing. You. Jim's thing is his DIY, mm -hmm. DIY, DIY print. 
printing.ca and care PG and care PPG. You ran out of sunscreen. That. Yes, I ran out of sunscreen. I'm surprised that somebody actually said that. Yes, I am burnt. <laughs> I am fried. We um we we were training at the Bunny Hill today, and uh, wow, even with even with the uh, the cloud cover, you know, no sun at all. I got fried. We got dehydrated. Whew. But um, did really really good. I'm going to be posting a video on on how awesome my students did. I don't know if they want me to say their name on here or not, but um, if you said if you said care PG, care PPG or DIY printing, you win a calendar. Just go over to clearproptv.com, fill out that little form, let me know that you won a clear uh, clearproptv.com. You won a paramotor calendar from paramotorcalendar.com, which is us over here at Clearprop TV. That's right. What yes. Close. <laughs> Close. All right. It is almost 8.30. Is there any questions for Mr. Jim, our guest today? No? No more? I do want to say thank you, Kent Stamey, for being a member. We also got Brian Waller for being a member. We also got a brand new person, Barry Ward, that is a member of our channel. Cool. So we Welcome. appreciate you for helping support our channel and helping support ClearProp TV. Welcome, Barry. Paratalk.org and PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, which, of course, you search for when you want to find our podcast on iTunes. Also on iTunes, if you did not know, we also have the, uh, um, I guess, the permissions from PPGShane.com and his Tuesday night hangouts that allows us to rebroadcast that on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. So... PPGShane.com, can you tell us a little bit about your Tuesday night hangouts? Well, <clears throat> we sit around as if we were at a fly-in, and we talk about everything and anything. We laugh, have a good time. Um, some of us drink a little bit, and then uh, it's. I try to keep it two hours or shorter. Um, sometimes it runs longer if things are going really well. Um, but, yeah, it's just it, we're just hanging out, having fun, and – it's not a particular, like I said, not a particular subject, but we just bounce off ideas off each other and things in the chat, and uh, we talk about yeah. them, we laugh, and have a good time. That's right. That's, That's what stuff. we do. That's how we roll on Tuesday night. And we definitely yeah. appreciate you uh, allowing us to rebroadcast your episodes on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast on iTunes and other of your favorite podcasting apps. And we also have uh, Paramotor Girl. Is Paramotor Girl Jade still on or did she take off? <laughs> I'm take here. Off. Oh, there you are. So Flying Flamingo Jade over at Paramotor Girl does a Wednesday night show. And she's also allowed us over on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast to rebroadcast her episodes. So tell us a little bit about your, your all-female podcast that you do on Wednesdays? Sure. It's called Girls Just Want to Fly. And I interview with Cupcake Krista, Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane's Wife. Um, um, 
gals from all over the U.S. that are interested in letting us hear their story of how they got into any sport of flying. Um, right now, I'm on this week, uh, Wednesday will be uh, episode four. And it'll be with the gal that is still parked down at Hodges Field uh, where Bad Apples took place. And her and her husband both fly trike. And they've been doing it a short time. And um, upcoming, I am talking to a mother-daughter duo that uh, skydive. And I am currently talking to two hot air balloon pilots also for possibly the end of August. So if anybody's interested in um, sharing their story, reach out to me at paramotorgirl.com or Flying Flamingo Jade. Um, or my Facebook channel and just message me and I'll get in touch with you. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for, for, for starting this. I mean, I think you are the only person that has started and is running a all female podcast for people that are flying uh, ultralights, PPG, um, free flight trikes. Is that correct? Yes. All right. And if we want to get up with you because I'm a female and I want to be on your show somehow, um, is there a, is there a um, email address that we can get up with you? Um, you can go to flying flamingo jade at, um, hang on. I've got a couple of them flying flamingo jade at gmail.com. Awesome. All right. Um, and it it also doesn't mean that guys are not allowed to come in on the chat. I, I encourage you guys to also um, oh, yeah. be fans Absolutely. for my show, please. Yeah. Okay, so we can be fans. We just can't be on your show and talk and show our pretty faces, right? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. We we we. Are you saying we can all we we can uh, be fans only? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> if you put a wig on, Shane, maybe I'll I'll let you on sometime. Okay. Right. I'm I'm a paramount of the chat. So I keep a close eye on everybody, Jay. You know, when I'm on that chat, I'm watching all you guys. I'm like, yeah. What the heck? Okay. JP, you need need to turn off your uh, microphone. Just just because we can't see you doesn't mean we can't hear you. <laughs> Thank you, JP. Um, uh, well, now there is something in Ohio for first. <clears throat> Look, to earmark that. What's that? An hour and thirty-one minutes into the show. Come back and get a uh, audio clip of that tomorrow. That does. We're going to start calling him Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, <laughs> J.P. Tulo. Twinkle, Tulo. Twinkle, Tulo. Twinkle, Twinkle, Tulo. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that from like, it's kind of like for the scene for that movie Airplane? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. We put together a He had the mic on and he was going in on the airplane doing his thing. J.P., we love you. And we love oh, you, Twinkle, yes, Twinkle. Do. Yeah. Oh, we, we, need a, we need a bloopers reel, man. We I, can have that. I, I can think of a few in the past, too. Uh, 
clearproptv.com. Everything like everything got like so quiet. You're like, was that really what what? <laughs> oh, John Wayne just became an official fan and joined up, man. Yay! He's got the green hands. He, he he's actually Clearprop TV VIP class E. He's not just wow. a former friend. Oh, whoa, whoa. He, he's a VIP class Dang. E. Holy smoke. Holy smokey. Good thing I'm sitting down. Thank you very much. There's different tiers that you can be a member of. Wow. And uh, he's gone. Yeah, he has gone uh, to, to, to almost top tier of um i mean class e holy smokes i mean what's what's above class e <laughs> class a class a holy smokes class man he's above everything i know wow. how do they can well, we even like true. touch yeah. him now or anything dang so oh. welcome geriatric ppg also known as john wayne yeah what awesome. what was what, what is a what is a couple of john wayne's um uh, things that he used to say on his movies. Gosh, now we're doing trivia. Come on, Will. Help so, me out, Will. So if there's something that you can think about that John Wayne says on his movies, put them in the chat. Uh, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah let's go ahead and do that. Uh, Plainfield oh. PPG uh -huh. just jumped on and said, greetings all, welcome. Yay, greetings. I have to say hi to all my chatters. Hi, Chatters. Well, Thank you for well, hanging with us tonight. Well, real quick, too, uh, Linda, uh, you yes, weren't honey, here yeah. when we when when we introduced everybody. So I know we need to. I, I think you had uh, internet issues or something like that. So yeah, real quick, can yeah. you let everybody know that you know not only are you, you know, our our cheerleader and our our yeah, biggest our biggest fan. Holy smokes! Yeah. And since we're talking about paramotors and big fans, you know, you must be yeah. like a you know Nitro two hundred or something. So that's awesome. But um, you also have a very famous person in your in your uh, in your life that yeah. uh, does a yeah. pair, that does a paragliding podcast. Let, tell us a little bit about that, real quick. All right, I am paramom of Robert Michaels who does this awesome, awesome show on Thursday night called paraglidingtalk.com. And he is, he is a paraglider slash paramotor. So I have to say, you know, he's, he's kind of um, advancing his horizons and saying those in the flying. And uh, yeah, it is so much fun. I have just following him on his shows and everything. And then... It just kind of everything just kind of expanded into meeting you, you guys and everything. And my para family just keeps getting bigger, and I love it. I don't fly yet, but uh, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping to get on a tandem. And uh, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I love you guys bunches. I appreciate everybody that supports the show and everything. And and I just I get excited about everybody. I get on every show every night, and I just totally support everybody. And Guys, awesome. so. Well, one of these days you need to jump on Robert's show and, and go about, you know, clear prop tree V, you know, and just talk about us just like we, you know, you talk about uh, Robert on, on our show. Know, hey, so, so, so what do we, so what do we have here right now? We have uh, Monday night, clear prop TV on Monday night, Tuesday night, we got uh, PPG Shane and his Tuesday night hangouts. Wednesday, we got the all girl paramotor uh, podcast with um, flying Flamingo Jade and, um, 
on on Thursday we got this other guy. What was his name again? I I can't really remember. Robert Michaels paragliding oh. talk. That's it. There we go. So we got a lot of uh, great shows that are out there, and we definitely appreciate everyone that that's out there. And we also got one on Sunday. What Sundays? Our Paramotor Nation. Yes, yes. So there's I'll, nobody. So so there's nobody Sunday, on. Right? Yeah. So there's nobody on Friday. Nobody on Saturday. So if any of you guys out there want to start a podcast about paramotors, you got Friday and you got Saturday and that's it. That's all that's left. So you better hurry yeah. up and, and, and get your, get your stuff done. Sure. <laughs> get out there real quick. Hey, Greg, you jumped on because you want to tell us about uh, your training that you did. You did training in Canada. Hey, eh? is that correct? Yeah, in British Columbia. Yep. All right. So tell us about your training and how that went. Well, it, it went pretty good. I was just going to, uh, Contrast it with uh, with with training. I'll share this screen here with training in Manitoba because you you mentioned something about being out on a bunny hill. Mm -hmm. in, in British Columbia, this is what we call a bunny hill. Well, is can everybody see the screen there? The yeah. So the so what are, so what are we looking at? About well, how high is the top there? The the top where we're launching here is uh, I, I looked out on Google Earth. It's six hundred and seventy meters above the valley floor. So, which is so for us, sea level. Uh, us people over here that don't know, you know, meters and stuff about how high yeah. is that in feet? 670, about 1800 feet. 1800. It's about, it's a 10 to 12 minute ride down if you don't catch any lift. It's a sled ride. So you get a 10 minute flight not right after launch. But basically they, they kite you around. You see these two trees down here, there's a field. So you spend an afternoon uh, kiting and getting used to the, the wing, right? Um, or, or an afternoon or two or whatever it, you require for kiting it. So my first day I didn't get out to do any flying because I was, you know, just busy kiting. And then halfway through the second afternoon, he's going, well, you want to come up? Let's fly. I'm going, so I'm asking about a bunny hill. You got something, you know, short to jump off of. He says, oh no, you're going to fly. So this is me on the left, but this is not my... This, this is not my first flight. This is probably uh, my 15th or 16th paragliding flight. So I did uh, a couple of, it took me a couple of summers to get all the flights in and then get get ready to handle a, a motor behind my back as well. So this is, yeah, basically 10 minute flight. If it's straight down, you learn how to fly out there and, and do your back and forth uh, between, the, between the houses and line up on those trees and one flight, I actually, uh, we actually had uh, uh, someone land in one of these two trees, which uh, ended the day for everybody. And uh, we all sat around and watched the SAR do a rope trick to get her down, which was fun. Not for her, though. Anyway, um, what else have I got? I got, um, I'm going to just see if I can get a pic. I uh, got a short video of one of my first launches. And... Um, that was yeah this is a, one of my first launches and it, so i'm getting all lined up my buzz three my first wing and i'm on the blackhawk 125 that the school has so this is down on that field all right nice nice mountains and this is uh definitely not manitoba right jim and wing comes up good and then i get uh i hope the video is doing all right 
And then uh, this is what happens when you drop the throttle. So I'm running into the air and then drop the throttle and then drop the throttle again. And no, no, I knew what was good. They didn't know what was good. So, different. but that, I don't see anything different. Uh, sorry. Um, so I guess I'm just not sharing the correct thing here. You're still looking at the, the scene. Yeah, Jim CR in the chat says they must be big bunnies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big, big bunnies. bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> it's 670 meters out. Um, let me see if I can make sure the, the screen share is correct. It says that I'm sharing my whole screen here. So can you see the video? Nope, don't see the no, the screen sharing is paused. Okay, so how do I unpause that? There you go. I just, yeah. I okay, just thanks. Turned, turned it off. So I'll get uh, take off. I'll, I'll just share the screen. Yep, there. Okay, so we see that one? Yes. And it's pretty good. Okay, so I'll start a few seconds in. And so this is, this is you? Yeah, this is me. This is about my third takeoff. The first one was pretty straight. The second one, I, I, I did a one phase plant too, but this is not an old buzz three I had. And he's saying, go, 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 go. And then you just run into the air. Sorry, my dog is getting impatient here too. So don't drop the throttle after takeoff because this is what's going to happen right here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not the way it's supposed to look. And there's, there's a little jump hill there, but yeah, that was. And then I started to get stable on it. So I was okay. I was a lot more comfortable than it looked, right? From from my seat when I was doing that, I I was not nearly as scary as it looks. It looks scary. So that was. Dang, man. And then and then over. I have a better takeoff here. This is my good one. That was one of your good ones? That was, this is one of the good ones. Can we see this video now too? Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, videos are so much better when they're horizontal. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. This one was horizontal. I'm gonna skip ahead till they get going here. There it goes. Nice wide open field. I don't have that where I'm flying uh, locally in my, at my own field. Are you looking at your wingtips to make sure that you're... No, uh, not there. I wasn't. <laughs> I sure do now. I've had a, I've had a cravat, and uh, just recently, my very last, uh, very, the last flight that I had, uh, actually had a line snag. So there was a uh, compression knot or something, or a friction knot, they call it. So that was much better. That's Jim Reach and uh, Fly BC coaching me around the, around the field. That's the same field, isn't it? Yeah. The same field as in the previous video. Now, FlyBC is the only uh, is the only outfit in British Columbia that's, that's training. So basically, uh, because you have all these mountains in the area, they they find it much better to train you how to fly the wing first. You, so you basically learn to paraglide first before they before he'll put you on the motor. It's beautiful. Yeah, it it really is beautiful country, and uh, I have a good a good landing video here which is vertical again can we see that one yeah i would like to know about us paramotor pilots here in the states if we can come up to canada 
A in front yeah. of y'all. I don't know. I think you need a license to fly a paramotor in Canada. So I would say that if you. So if we had like a sports pilot or license or something like that, or, or the. Yeah. Well, it's an ultralight license. Um, I just shut the volume off on this. You can watch my, watch one of my, my, my landing. Um, so you do need an ultralight pilot's license, pilot permit to, to fly, as, Sean, as Jim was saying. And, uh, and I have the uh, next stop, I have a, a recreational pilot permit, which I'm allowed to fly a Cessna, which I had before I started paramotoring. And that was a huge jump because I had all the aviation stuff already down. I knew airline, you know, all, all that stuff, uh, how to take care of an airplane. It was really oscillating coming. Yes. Landing. Yes. That was a very oscillating flight back landing there probably my third or fourth landing so they've, they've gotten a lot better so yep landed on feet landed on my feet i've only had two landings that are not on my feet and i uh, did those back to back uh, probably after i've already had 50 or 60 landings i forgot how to land so something something i've discovered is that that it, that is absolutely uh, essential for me is to watch the end of the field and not the ground where I'm trying to land when when I when I'm ready for the flare, right? So you can't judge the flare by staring at the feet did your ground below your feet. You just can't do it. So that's how I ended up on my on my face a couple of times in a row. But uh, yeah, that's usually what happens. You got to look at that horizon or look at something out in front of you instead yeah. of looking down at your feet. Yeah. And, and that's what my that's what my uh, CFI told me when I was when I was learning to fly a Cessna. He says, "Okay, you got field, you got your spot made. You're gonna hit the end of the runway. You know that eyes on the other end, right? And then you can and then you can make it, and you're good. But uh, the minute you're fixated on the spot you're gonna land on, you're you're not gonna do it right. So so um, anyway, uh, I think. Jim mentioned a little bit about all the like like the, the the licensing and stuff that's required in Canada. I had a link. Let's see if I can find it now. I had a link to the Transport Canada page. Oh yeah, study and reference guide. So this is it here, and maybe I can. Uh, it sounds like the licenses uh, are very similar. To what you're talking about in the United States would be sport pilot's license. Which the is recreational step. pilot permit, what I have, is very similar to a sport pilot license. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah it's you, can, you can fly anything up to like a two-person Cessna 150. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. I, I can fly up to, I can actually fly a four-place uh, aircraft as long as I've only got one passenger. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's that's not, for, for paramotoring, all you need is an ultralight, para, uh, ultralight license. Like, like Jim is working towards, or you, or you, have you written the exam yet, Jim? No, I haven't. No. And and then you you won't have uh, uh, won't, your flight review won't be quite as um, nerve wracking as as mine was with the instructor sitting there going, okay, now what are we going to do here? Um, but um, but you will have the guy in the radio saying, okay, now you're going to do this, and you're going to show me that, and and get your get your thirty. 30 launches and landings in yeah so i it's just a, it's a journey it's a journey yeah 
I just Which looked online and it says the approximate cost for earning a private pilot certificate is around ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, the yeah. average for a sports pilot certificate can be as low as four thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I spent eight getting my recreational permit, and Jim would probably you, be half of that. It, just it, one of the biggest things is, is people with medical conditions for the sport pilot's license. Uh, if you're a, a private pilot's license and you fail a medical, you can never get your private pilot's license back ever again. Um, if you're a sports pilot's license, you don't have to pass that medical, but you're limited mm -hmm. on how many people you can fly yeah. uh, in the yeah. United States. So there, there, there's a huge difference there. Uh, you know, <clears> if you're colorblind or certain things like that, have diabetes, different things like that, you can't yeah. get a private license so yeah th those are there's that's a big reason a lot of people do it and you don't have to have near as many hours um in the training yep. uh, before you're signed off so there's definitely some differences yeah that's the same here with a recreational pilot permit i only have to have a class four license or medical uh i think jim yours is totally self-declared mine is the same form but i have to get a doctor to sign off on it and because i'm over 40 uh, I don't know how old you're, Jim, but it, when you're over 40, then you also have to have um, uh, an ECG trace for your heart. They have to make sure you're not going to go uh, while you're in your air, I guess. And uh, and that's you know signed off. And they will they will come and chase you. But Transport Canada, like um, I don't know this incident about some guy being chased down by a helicopter. He must have really done something stupid to get some attention because uh i f i flew for a year on uh on my uh recreational pilot permit with uh don't tell anybody an expired medical and uh finally some of the transport canada phoned me up and said oh, we need to talk to you it's uh, pretty important All right so i had a nice chat with the guy at transport canada and he said yeah don't take off until you get your medical up to date which i didn't i took you know took a, a couple of weeks off and Make sure I was all straight and legal. And yeah, also another thing you have to have in Canada is you have to be insured. You have to have insurance for the motor, right? Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure, Jim, you have to have insurance. How much insurance do you need? I mean, the liability up to a certain amount or what? It's it's liability and it's available. There's a couple of places that sell it. I can't remember uh, what where where I bought mine now, but it's a hundred bucks for a year. And and how much does that give you as far as liability insurance? It, um, I'd have to look. I think it's three or five million dollars. Three or five million dollars for only a yeah. hundred bucks a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's just in case I let. I figure the worst that can happen where I am is I have to land on the horse ranch, and they frighten a horse and it breaks a leg, and they have to shoot it. Now I'm, you know, like, oh my gosh, somebody says that was a thirty thousand dollar horse. Oh, really? Okay, sure. Um, I'm really sorry, <laughs> but I, I I can't imagine, you know, that happening is just the, the absolute worst case i can imagine because i'm not going to land on the road or anything but mine um, cost me 160 dollars and i got a million insurance a million okay okay so mine's probably only a million as well then yeah. and it might be yeah and it was 100 bucks back uh january february when i bought it now, I know that you can go to the USPPA and they have a link to uh, to get insurance for us over here in America, right. but I haven't 
haven't uh, got it yet. Um, I guess I probably need to really look into something like that and and get it because it seems like it's not too expensive. I also did a search online for how much does it cost to become a pilot. And uh, here it says that a student's pilot license is free. A sports license is between 4000 and 6000 A private pilot license is between eight dollars and $12,000. Commercial pilot's license is $28,000 thousand dollars to ninety thousand dollars a flight instructor license is thirty two thousand dollars to ninety five thousand dollars and the airline transport pilot license is thirty five thousand dollars so i tell you what for having no license and be able to you know get your motor and training for you know everything for less than ten thousand dollars in ppg is just absolutely the cheapest way of actually flying it really is the poor man's you know um airplane um i'm, I'm mm -hmm. just it's just so impressive i was just looking for my insurance right now and i can't i've got it here somewhere um any questions oh, in our uh panel that we want to ask jim or greg or anything that popped up in the chat that i did not see MCR asked if uh, Kangooks cost less in Canada. I'm sorry? Kangooks? I guess oh, yeah. Kangook. Did you go that route because it costs less in, less in Canada? I went that route because I found a really good deal on a used one that got me the wing, the helmet, an extra prop, an extra piece of cage, and... Uh, only had like 34 hours on it. So I thought, dang, I better get that. And it was about, it cost me $7,500. So I couldn't go wrong with that's that. That's very good. Yeah, that's very good. Um, DP also asked a question. He said he just looked at a wing diagram. He said, do you all know that there's an actual place called the butthole on a wing? Yep. <laughs> the leaky butthole. I'm surprised that Jim didn't know about the butthole yet. <laughs> you always got to clean out your butthole. I thought that we had conversations yep. about cleaning out our butthole. There's yeah. two of them, too. I, I, I was in Mexico with my uh, just paragliding uh, last uh, January 2020, I guess, and uh, yeah, I did some kiting on the on the beach. And being a relatively new new pilot, I managed to get probably pound two pounds of sand in the wing. And it, it took me months to get it vacuumed out. It, most of it I managed to get shook out through the buttholes. But yeah, it's I probably I probably did a couple of free flights with the carrying carrying you know Mexican beach sand in the wing. You know, going well, that's not a good idea. Well, there are different types of wings that allow you to do different things. Like I know that the Roadster Three, um, their butthole has a little their butthole has a little thing that comes out of it so when you're on the yep. beach it stays out so as you're getting sand into it it uh, lets it the sand up. out yeah. as you're flying um some of them like my gym my gin vantage three has just velcro and you yeah. can, it doesn't allow it to 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 i don't know spew sand out of the butthole as you're flying on the mm -hmm. beach and yep. then my APCO Lift EZ, it has holes all along the bottom of it with no butthole. I'm assuming that all the holes allow things to fall out as you're, you know, flying or kiting. Um, panel, 
have you guys checked your butthole lately? My my ozone had the same as your roadster. My Buzz Three has the same yeah. pocket that comes out. Um, my Alco Hybrid doesn't have at all because it it does it's it's a single skin wing at the back half. How about the rest of you guys on the panel? I'm I'm taking a fifth on this one, man. I'll let y'all lead off with that. <laughs> you never checked your butthole, Brian. There could be some hay in it. I haven't found mine yet. I, I got a ton of grasshoppers in my wing. You want to get those out of there? Will anything? Hey, Sean. Yes. Talking about buttholes. Talk about the buttholes. Let me ask you a question. Uh oh. Um, speaking of buttholes, <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, Brian, you jumped in a little too soon. If your wing doesn't have a butthole, it's underneath hanging from it. But never mind, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you missed you missed my my thing. Let me ask you a question. Never mind. I'll be over here on mute if you need me. Go. And I said his butthole is always open. Oh lord. <laughs> now, now, okay, for you guys that don't know what a butthole is on a wing, on the corner of both of the wing there's a, usually a little velcro that um, that you can open up and that's and, and the sides of the wings um, or the tips of the wings usually accumulate you know dust uh, debris oh. rocks sticks uh, bugs um, sand and uh, you know so when you're flying all that debris goes to the tips of the wings and the buttholes allow you to shake all that stuff out of your wings butthole. Well, you know what? You learn something every time on the show. And I just learned something tonight. You but learn, you learn about, man. you learn about your butthole. There you, <laughs> you learn that you can shake sand out of the butthole, right? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll fly. You do a lot. You do a lot of flying, right? So, do you do flying on 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 the beach? No, never. I've never ever flown on the beach. Okay. I fly, if I fly Kitty Hawk, that'll be the very first time around the beach. Even. I, well, you I better like start know. flying on the beach, Will. Jeez. I'd like to know because Greg said that he had a bunch of sand in in his wing and stuff like that. I wonder what's the most you know uh, debris that you guys have accumulated in your wing that you took out and it was like, holy smokes, I can't believe this actually was in there. Some people said rocks, you know, some people said a bunch of sand, but you know, what kind of debris have you accumulated in your wing that you had to dig out of your butthole? <laughs> I, I tell you the truth, that's not been an issue for me. I mean, I guess I have an extra clean butthole. <laughs> <laughs> See, DP, what you started, buddy? <laughs> Not if you never you, cleaned you it. You set him up, Sean. You set him up. You had to know it was coming. Absolutely. <laughs> DP and his butthole. All right. Oh, my oh, God. Man. He's a troublemaker. Oh, my God. Same guy named that thing on the wing is probably the guy that named the seventh uh, uh, planet from the sun. Uranus. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the one. Uranus, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Got at least got a humor. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we got a planet called Uranus. We got uh, a, a Martian, 
of our wing that's called the butthole. So, you know, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I, you know, it's like, good thing Go I spent a year and I get, you know, I, that's why I hang with you guys because, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. We do fly butt fans. Ah, there you go. There you go. Now we're on a roll here. So okay. We have a butt fan. We oh, have yeah. our wings have a butthole. Yeah. We we don't want to fly to Uranus. <laughs> but the number one rule is deep ass. Right. Right. <laughs> one of my one of my flight instructors when I was learning to fly a Cessna said, Don't forget the number one thing he said. And and I'm going, I can't remember what my response was, but he, he corrected me. He said, Don't fuck up. Exactly. Right. Because <laughs> that'd be very, um, very bad. Yeah. Especially yeah, I was just reminded that there's grandkids watching this show. Nope. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's a swear jar, and you know, you can either, you know, donate into the super chat or I don't know, maybe just you know, become a member of the channel, whatever you want to do. I don't care. But it's all good. Um, so any other uh, questions? In, on the panel or in the chat it's uh nine o'clock right now yeah anything yeah, for jim anything for greg know everything you need to know about getting a per, uh, paramotor license in canada exactly i mean this is this has been a really fun show because you know there's a lot of things i didn't know about me too i think like, most yeah. countries in the world most of europe you require a license to fly a paramotor i'm pretty sure you do in australia same as Canada. Interesting. Which reminds me too. I heard that Walter um, uh, is not feeling well. He posted oh. that in the chat earlier. So oh. Walter, hope you feel better, buddy. Oh, man. Sorry to hear that. Okay, I'll put check he, on he's, him. He's literally feeling down under. <laughs> oh. Right, that's from Brian Haybell Waller over at PBG. Oh my God, jokes, Brian. I'm sorry, I start, I just knew Shane was about to say it, so I stole it. He uh, he had, he had that look yeah. on his face. Yeah, um, slack on the jokes around here. Yeah, we we need a joke, Shane. You got a you got a joke to to carry us on to. To, you know, to the next uh, podcast, which would be tomorrow, and I don't know your podcast. Oh, you can't put the man on spot like that. He's uh, muted. Well, well, he is muted, but you know that's why. Yeah, I, I am muted, but um, we well this week or this this weekend we had a uh, a run in with one of my wife's past friends, uh -oh. and. Uh, so yeah, the guy's a real clown. I mean, I really had some big shoes to fill when uh, I stepped into place of boyfriend. You know what I mean? Oh boy! Nobody got it. Nobody got it. Dang it! Oh, what? No. Oh. He was a real clown. I had some big ah. shoes to fill. Ah. Come on! I'm still trying to get past yeah. the thought just to having a boyfriend before yeah. you. That that's that didn't happen, right? No, no, it did happen. That, that, that launched right over my nose and flew over my head. <laughs> that just flew right out of my wings butthole and I <laughs> he pulled it right out of it. <clears throat> I, I will I will tell you it's it, it's been probably 
This is a true story, by the way. Okay. We went out to dinner um, Saturday night, and uh, we went to this new place, and <clears throat> it's kind of like a pub, but it's got a food or whatever. Worst brisket I ever had in my life. <clears throat> Long story short, <clears throat> I had mentioned that same joke, and not even 10 seconds after I said it, that dude that we haven't seen in 15 years walks right through the front door. I was yeah. like, seriously? All right. Well, that worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. So we had a little bit of an awkward dinner. Well, I didn't. I was fine, but uh, someone else was a little awkward. Anyways, oh, my it, was, uh, sure. it was ironic that, uh, seriously, I mean, it's not like we sit here and talk about anything in our past, really. I mean, we've been together yeah. 26 years, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know. The conversation just happened to run in that category, and uh, I mentioned something and turned around, looked at the door, and in walks the guy. I was like, seriously, dude? <laughs> what are the eyes? I like, ears were burning and wanted to come in and check it out, apparently. I will, mm -hmm. I will tell you the great – I didn't even – it, the funniest thing was he actually saw Krista and he did one of those double take things like, oh, and then ran around to the other side of the restaurant and that's where he stayed. <laughs> I was just like, what? Dude, you're talking 26 years ago. That's a small, like, small world. Oh, my God. I, I, th I thought it was pretty funny. And then I just kept I go. I kept going. Here he comes. I think he's walking over to you because she had his back, her back towards him. And she's like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> I'm like, it's all right. He's not coming. She's like, stop messing with me. It's pretty funny. <laughs> if anybody, has a, of anybody has a good joke, post it in the uh, chat while, while uh, Shane is chatting. <laughs> hey, we, we've been there some time or another. Yeah. In my married life, my married life. <laughs> speaking speaking of married lives, I was actually uh, I had a question for Jim. What? Uh, how is your How is your wife taking your new your newfound uh, uh, affection hobby for persuasion pastime? Addiction. Well, she's a little bit concerned. She's trying to get her head around it. Me flying and uh, soft wing and stuff like that, but uh, she. She's done a bunch of research on it and okay. to find out what all it's about and how safe it is and how right. safe it isn't. And she's really happy that I'm getting instruction from, from yeah. professionals and that I'm getting good guidance and that I'm going to be hanging out with people who are responsible pilots and that want the sport to progress in a positive manner and aren't taking crazy, crazy risks or anything like right. that. They're, they're all wanting to be safe. And she's confident that I'm getting the right information. And so am I. It's, it's really quite nice. Yeah. The guy who, Aaron Hackle, is actually the distributor for uh, Gravity. He's the distributor, I believe, for Dudek. He's the distributor for, like, just almost all the major paramotor brands for Saskatchewan and some other provinces. And for, I think, Defy, 
or gravity, he might be for Canada. And cool. then, so he's, he's a gravity dealer in Canada. Yeah. I've been interested in that and in, in their air motors, they look pretty neat. Yeah, they, they're neat. He showed me, uh, yeah. he showed me them and they're, they're really quite the, quite a neat setup. And, and they're very reasonably priced for what they are too. Yeah. They're a lot more expensive here than they are in the States. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, first of all, there's the translation to Canadian dollars and then there's the, yeah. there's the GST PST. Yeah. The GST PST really adds up, but yeah, you got a used equipment for under 10 grand. That's, that's a nice deal. My, my buzz three, I picked up used for 1700 with a free flight harness and a reserve. And, uh, and that was a good, that was really, really good to see that. And then I just, I just kited it for, I kited it for the whole spring. Good for you. Yeah, there's there's some nightmares stories out there of buying used stuff. I know uh, Mike, the guy that I first started working with, he he's had nothing but problems with his. Mm. And then another guy was uh, who just just sold his. He got one the guy he bought it from said he had just rebuilt the engine well the thing has never yeah. run smoothly yeah and he just rebuilt the engine and couldn't get it to run properly again so he sold it there you go that's probably uh, what happened two-stroke well that's one of the reasons i have an electric air motor i didn't want to become a two-stroke mechanic well if you become a paramotor pilot you're going to be a mechanic yeah well i'm a, I'm a I look after my batteries instead of my motor. So what and kind of flight time do you have with it? With the electric, I get about uh, 25 minutes, 30 if I wanted to really push the batteries, but I don't. So it's, it's nice. It's enough. Yeah. It's enough for me. Good, good. In Saskatchewan, I can't barely go anywhere. No. No, you're not going to, you know. You're gonna you're gonna travel for ten minutes and go. Well, this looks just like where I took off and go back, and that's it. <laughs> exactly. All I'd see is canola fields. Yeah. Well, you can go up there and track down the neighbor's dog if they ran away three days ago. Well, that's Manitoba. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Right. Again. Yeah, you're on the flatland. Yeah, you're on the flatland. I am not. Yeah. You know, for, for my first year, um, I think I had, if you average my flight times, I had average of half hour flights for my first hundred yeah. hour, my first hundred yeah. flights average a half hour. Mine yeah. were definitely below average according to most of the people on this panel that I talked to. A lot, mm -hmm. a lot of people, like, I think Sean's average flight was over an hour at the time. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of people fly a lot longer once they get up in the air. Um, yeah. But there's definitely, you know, for people like me starting out or there's, you know, if you can get an hour flight time out of a electric paramotor, I know you said you'd fly 30 minutes, but you're not flying till your battery was dead. If I remember correctly, right. um, you know, there's, there's a market for it for sure. Yeah. 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 If you're a light pilot, the, the new open PPG SP140 will take you, it will take you in the air for an hour. If you, if you're not, you know, climbing up high and dropping and climbing and dropping, for sure, it can last an hour. 
Yeah, I'm 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 kind of like um, enjoying my gas tanks where I can just top them off and go fly for yeah. a, a two and a half hours. Yeah, and then you know yeah. come back in after two and a half hours, you yeah. know, um, top off again, and then go fly yeah. another two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. A long way. Hey, everybody! I'm gonna have to go take that dog out for a walk. I suppose you can probably hear him whining in the background, and Aww. it's definitely time. Him, him and the other one. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Ray, for jumping on. We appreciate yep. your uh, time. I, I appreciate everybody uh, giving me a listen. And it's 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 cool to have a, a community. Absolutely. Jim, uh, is, is Jim good luck. Um, uh, what, what what your next magical step is? Your first flight without the instructor at all on your own field right so when you're not in the instructor's field and you're not there's no instructor in your headphones at all that's that's what i considered the true solo in a in a in a para, paramotor and that was a whole a whole new magic you know it's like wow i really did that for myself it feels so much different yeah and i and of course having soloed in the Cessna, that's something i'll never forget either but uh yeah enjoy the journey and uh, i hope we talk to you again sometime and Cool. Sounds good. Thank you. Amen. Back to you soon. Okay. So, real quick, everybody, you know, on the panel and everybody that's listening to us, um, what do you consider a solo on a paramotor? Do you consider your solo the first time you've gone up, uh, even with an instructor in your ear, or do you consider your solo the first time you've gone up without your instructor in your ear? Uh, panel, real quick. What do you what do you what do you consider a solo? When you go up by yourself, with or without an instructor. I agree. Anybody you mean else without an instructor in your ear, right? <clears throat> yeah. Even so, I mean, you're the one. You're so you're the one who's flying that aircraft. But but there's nobody else in the craft with you. Yes, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my first think, flight, think, even though I had an instructor in my ear, I consider that my solo. How about you, Shane? No. Um, when you don't have any input in your ear and you're on your own and you send it, that's what I consider my first solo. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, what, did, uh, what did the drummer name his two daughters? Mm, and a one and a two. <laughs> oh, Lord. Gotcha. I see Jim's been dropping some jokes in the uh, in the chat. Oh, yeah. I just a school, a school lady, a school called a lady to tell her that her son has been telling lies. The lady replied, You're right. I have no kids. <laughs> Oh man. What's a zombie's favorite weather? Brainstorms. Aaron hey, did I you said, guys hear about me? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, did you guys hear about me cutting off that uh in the parking lot cutting off that albino? He got so mad. I was like, dude, just lighten up. Oh my god. <laughs> that one's uh, hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Aaron and I in the All chat right. said first I, I time. Guess I can see the numbers dropping. Oh, not we just picked up another <laughs> chatter. How about that? We got uh, 24 people viewing and 24 likes. So thank you very much, guys. We appreciate that. Aaron and I in the 
chat said first time you're flying by yourself i assume that's with or without an instructor in your ear i agree whenever you're soloing you're you're up there by yourself uh Dewey said with or without eric said jim's on a roll Mark yep. uh, McElroy from paralifepg.com said, with the instructor in your ear. Uh, geriatric PPG, John Wayne said, without an instructor. Really? You think without your instructor was your first solo? Okay. What, what, what about, uh, can you have more than one solo? I mean, um, so your first flight with the instructor in your ear is your solo one. And then your first flight that you went out and flew without an instructor in your ears, your solo two? No, no, I'm thinking um, I grew up fixed wing, dad flying fixed wing. He taught me how to fly fixed wing. I flew a fixed wing by myself uh, uh, March, March of uh, 2014. And then uh, without him in my ear. And then I flew uh, a paramotor for the first time by myself with an instructor in my ear. So I felt like I had two solos, a solo in a plane and a solo in a paramotor. Oh, absolutely. Any, any craft you fly, I guess, would be a solo. So does that mean when you change um, your paramotor uh, wing or your paramotor uh, cage, then you're flying a new solo? Like I went from the flat top to an angel, so my flat top was a solo. And then when I flew the angel, that was a solo? I don't know. I guess we're, we're that's a bit of a stretch, I think. That's, maybe it's just your first flight. And then my, my solo was on a plane, and a lot of these other people's solos were, you know, on a, a paraglider wing. I'll tell you, on my first flights, I, I had the instructor in my ear, but I couldn't understand a dang thing he was telling me to do. I mean, that's what Kent Stamey or Aaron, uh, I just said in the chat, couldn't hear him anyways. Kent said that, you know, he lost radio con contact uh, the first flight, so half and half, I guess. Mark McElroy just said, no, I'm not sure what he's referring to. So, Kent Stamey, if you could bear it, half the time you could hear him and half the time you couldn't uh, hear him. Um, so, so that would be called a so flight? Because so -so it was a solo. It was a so-so so -so flight. So -so flight. Hey, Sean, what do you call a hippie's wife? A hippie's wife? Well, I don't yeah, know. What do you call her? Mississippi. <laughs> that one was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to give us a minute to figure that one out. Oh, but I, I got like it. it now. Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> it's a play on know. words. Mark Mississippi. Mississippi. That's oh, silly one. God. Dan, I got to make this easier. What, what, do <laughs> what do cats like to eat for breakfast? What? I don't know. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for waiting Jim CR 120 to, 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 to tell us what it is. Mice Krispies. <laughs> what do you, I, I think I've said this one before. What do you call uh, a pile of uh, cats? A mountain. 
Meowton. Again, play on words. Some of you are going to struggle. Meowton. We got 26 people watching, 24 likes. Almost got it. So if you haven't That's given cool. us those thumbs ups or those likes, uh, yeah. they definitely help and we appreciate you. See, they can't get enough of us. That's why they keep hanging out here tonight. They're like, keep it going. I love the joke. Let's do this. <laughs> Mark uh, or, or Tony Marzano said, oh, Eric said it's Hi, best Eric. when your feet leave the ground. It's a solo. There you go. Yeah. So does that mean <laughs> that my first toe that I had was a solo? Hmm. A solo toe? I think everybody's probably got their own definition of a solo, but ultimately it's the first time I think you fly uh, without somebody else controlling the aircraft, whatever type that is. And you, you, you execute the launch and landing on your own. Even, even, with, you ha even with an instructor in your ear, you're still doing the whole entire flight by yourself. You are the pilot in command. If that instructor is on the radio with you, whether it's working or not, you're listening to her or not, you're you are the one controlling that aircraft, no matter what that instructor is telling you. Um, yeah. Granted, it's nice to have them there. And a lot of us are in robot um, mode where we're just listening and doing what they say. So, I mean, it's arguable who's in control, but yeah, I mean, you're the one flying the aircraft. That's, that's my thought. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. When you're in complete control of the aircraft, so towing, no, that's not a solo because somebody else is in control of your of your uh, launch, basically. Um, Bunny Hill, that's really not a solo because you're just, well, I don't know, it depends. Um, Greg jumped off something that was like 1,800 feet, and uh, it was five minutes of a sled ride. So was that a solo? Hmm. Wait, what was it? What was that? What was the question? That last thing you said? Well, you know, we're trying to figure out what is a solo, what is considered a solo. And Brian said that the first time that you are in complete control of the aircraft and you control the, the launch and the landing by yourself, whether or not an instructor is in your ear. It's a solo. And I was thinking that Greg was talking about him doing a PG launch off of a bunny hill that was 1,800 feet. And it took five minutes after his launch to land. Even though it was a sled ride, he didn't catch any thermals. So was that a solo for PG when you take your first um, flight, even if it's a sled ride? I guess it is. I would think you need power. Otherwise, you're just gliding. You're not flying. Um, I mean, you need you need thrust to get up into the air to create lift. So I would I would think solo would be related to something with an engine or a so, motor. So you don't think somebody could solo as a paraglider? Man, there's some paragliding people out there probably beating the screen with me saying that. But you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously the. Anybody that paraglides and jumps off the top of a mountain and they're going to say, absolutely, I'm flying and this is my first flight. So it's a solo. And I, I'm not sure I would disagree with them. But when I think solo or right. aircraft, I think engine, you know. OK. Hey, hey Brian, did you read McElroy's uh, comment there on the screen there? Because 
<laughs> He's 100% correct. <laughs> so he says, apparently, I had to not count the Swanee flight if you have to be in control. If you guys haven't seen that video. Is that good control? That's that, that was his wingtip takeoff, right? Yeah. Hey, did you guys know that six thirty on the clock is the best time of every or of all times? It's hands down the best. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow. John Wayne says you're in trouble, and Aaron and I said there's tandem and solo. And Mark McElroy said, Shane, that was for you. Yeah, the the in control. Uh, yeah, uh, are that, not in control. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, you need to go over and check out Mark McElroy's uh, YouTube channel. He did a really interesting, I don't know, a launch where he actually took off, did a wingtip drag and then took off. It was, it was incredible. Um, he's telling us that he didn't do it on purpose. I, it looks like he did. So you might want to go over to his channel, take a look at that one, uh, give him thumbs up and let him know that he did it on purpose or maybe he didn't do it on purpose. I'm curious, all this talk about solo, I mean, what's the FAA's definition of a solo? Is There's got to be one out there, right? Yeah, it's when you're the when you're the person who's flying the airplane, the only person who can who's flying the airplane. I mean, if you're flying with an instructor, you you're not. That's not a solo. So, so the, what about an instructor in your ear but not in the plane? Yeah, it would still be a solo. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, and really, if you think about it, whether you take your take it you, when you even when you take your first flight by yourself you still got the instructor in your ear going through all the little steps and stuff. You can still hear the instructor in your head, you know? Oh yeah. I got over, three, I got over 300 flights and every takeoff and landing, I still hear Lauren in my ear yeah. um, telling me, you know, pressure, pressure, you know, yeah. full throttle. I hear it all every time. Power, power, power. Give it power. Damn it. I said power. Okay. I guess it's power. <laughs> What I, <laughs> I heard Jim's instructor, he, I mean, that Jim, your your throttle must have like a hundred different levels on it or something because he kept saying, he must have said it a hundred times. <laughs> it's like, well, how many times? Did, I mean, man, I would have been squeezing the handle. That power is your friend, man. Once you learn yeah. to lean back and give it the gas, oh, it's so easy. So easy. I look forward to experiencing it. I really do. I I was just being gentle. Yeah, well, no need. And you were talking about looking at the ground too, and, and I had that problem. I literally it was almost a hundred flights that I got in. I knew there was an issue, but it was literally a hundred flights I got in before it clicked. I would put a foot out, a foot down, and I would look above the above the horizon, and I would just I wouldn't flare until I felt that foot touch, and then I flared, and uh, it, it was you know. You, you got to be kind of you careful. Waited that long. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, my buddy said, man, just put your foot down. Wait till you feel that toe tip touch. And then you control the flare and you bleed the speed out. And I just nailed it. And, uh, you know, we, we tend to look down at the ground and flare too early, balloon, and 
you know, it causes problems. It, it takes a while for that to click. But once it does, man, it, things get a lot easier. And then I got wheels and none of that mattered anymore. But, you know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I dig wheels. Again. What's that, Will? I said you make it sound like you're never going to foot launch again. No, I will. I absolutely will, man. Uh, foot launching is, is a lot of fun. But that with a retractor track, dude, it's, it's, it's hard to beat because you take off with a full tank. Uh, you need a little bit more runway. But once you retract that front wheel back, it's just like flying a foot launch unit. I mean, it's identical. I can't tell any difference. So other, other than a slight difference to climb out. Yeah, I, I definitely dig wheels also. Um, I like just being able to sit, you know, and relax and go full throttle. And feel, it feels like an airplane, you know. It's, it really is great. But like you said, you need a little bit more runway. And, um, you know, when you foot launch, you can do you can do things that you can't do in a trike. Like you can't do a reverse in your trike, you know, if you got some high winds. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be a foot launch pilot for a long time. Um, but the, the, wheel, the wheels are nice, man, for sure. Something else that I was a little bit concerned about was riser twist because I did the hang points and we adjusted it. But when I initially, when it, where I was initially sitting, the Aaron felt that if I, if I had flown that way, I would have likely gotten riser twist if I had put really a lot of uh, a lot of power so i want it to be really smooth and, and careful from that perspective too because he also once we set it back one he said you're still leaning quite a bit quite a bit back but uh, it should be good so i was thinking i need to go gentle on the throttle but uh we'll see i'm gonna definitely try it a little bit more so the next time. Yes, Aaron, I you can do a reverse on a retracted trike or a clip-on type of uh, trike. Uh, yes, you can. Um, I'm just saying in general, you know, those trikes are great for uh, launching in nil wind. Uh, what do you do? You agree on that, Brian? Nil wind. Yeah, and this morning I actually, uh, you know, it was about no wind. I noticed I had about a half one mile an hour tailwind or launching. I was like, hey, no big deal uh, with the trike. You just go a little bit faster. Uh, it takes a little bit longer to unclip and relay out your wing, that kind of thing, if the wing doesn't come up straight. But but nil wind is absolutely perfect for taking off with a trike. Uh, obviously, a headwind makes it easier. The, the speed is not an issue. Uh, a wet wing is not really an issue because it's not as hard to lift it up. So all the things that make a no wind wet wing morning launch hard, foot launching are, are not as big of an issue with wheels. That's for sure. <laughs> Aaron said it's more of a move to show off. Yeah, it, it kind of is. So what do you call a pony with a sore throat? Oh God. What? A little horse. A little horse. Yeah. A little, <laughs> a little oh, horse. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> yes, that's a, 
Come on, Shane. You want to laugh. Okay, that Come is adorable. On. I have to admit. That was good. <laughs> I can't remember that. Did one. I not laugh? What, did I have a long face? No, I didn't. It looked like uh, you were... a long face. Back there a little bit. A long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. All right, I'm well, guys. Now. I'm gonna get up early in the morning and go fly. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Say it right. Hey, I got a bell. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I got an hour and a half flight in this morning, and uh, I'm hoping the weather's going to move out of here tonight and get another flight tomorrow morning. So, I'm sorry definitely looking right. forward to tomorrow, Brian. What's that, Will? I'm sorry you have to fly tomorrow. I'm sorry about that, man. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to, but I damn sure want to. So, we'll, 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 we'll go with that and see what happens. Right on. There you go. There Sounds you go. good. I think we're I think we're all gonna um, head on out of here. It's at nine thirty already. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, make sure you run over to pbgbrian.com to see Brian's shenanigans. Oh, well, Brian Haybale Waller. He's he's awesome. I dig him. Um, Jim, thank you so much for joining us tonight and, and being our guest and tells us letting us know about. Uh, the Canadian rules and regulations and watching your solo, even though it wasn't a solo, which I still don't get, but I understand. Uh, appreciate you, Jim, for, for jumping on and, and hanging with us. Thank you very much for having me. Thank Absolutely. You. Will fly PPG.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, brother, and uh, hanging out with us. Make sure you run over and check out him at willflyppg.com. He has the next level of videos you got to watch them if you haven't subscribed definitely subscribe hit that bell notification don't forget to do that for brian too at ppgbrian.com um, over at never trust a skinny chef shane's channel which is ppgshane.com uh, definitely hit that uh subscribe and that bell notification because he does a great tuesday night show which is coming up oh tomorrow tuesday night hangouts uh tell us real quick uh shane about your tuesday night hangouts uh, we hang out and we sit, more or less sit around a pretend campfire that's at a fly-in and we just talk about whatever, laugh and have a good time. So see you guys tomorrow, 8 o'clock Eastern time on ppgshane.com. Yep. Absolutely. And we also appreciate Linda Anderson. She is our cheerleader, but she's also the, the gal that you need to get up with if you want to be a guest on ClearProp TV or PPG Shane's show or Flying Flamingo Jade's show, uh, uh, probably also on that other guy. What's, what's that guy's name that, that does a show on Thursday? ParaglidingTalk.com, your awesomest host, Robert Michaels. Absolutely. Right. You know it. Mama knows. Paramount USA be in the house on Thursday night. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. um, to get up with Linda, just go to paramomusa.com and that forwards over to her YouTube channel. I'm sorry, her Facebook page and you can message her and uh, say, <laughs> hey, I want to be on one of these shows. This looks hey. cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Flying yeah. Flamingo Jade over at paramotorgirl.com. You'll find her with her all female um, podcast on Wednesday nights. And of course, you can hear 
our show, Clear Prop TV, on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast audio on iTunes. Also, PPGShane.com's uh, Tuesday Night Hangouts and ParamotorGirl.com's uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. No, Girls Just Want to Fly. Is that right? Girls Just Want to Fly? Girls Just Want to Fly. Girls yes. Just Want to Fly. And you can find all that on PBJ Grandpa's Paramore Podcast, ClearProp TV, Paratalk.org. Anybody else want to say anything before we head on out? Yeah, I, I do, man. Yes, Sean, I just want to say, man, it, it's been a fun year. I've really enjoyed being on the show. Um, anybody who wants to go back a whole year on Sean's YouTube channel can see my interview, episode 21, where I kicked a hay bale, came on and talked about it. Um, these guys reached out to me. Uh, they gave me a spotlight as a new pilot. Um, and they let me hang around and jump on the show. And, and now we're doing a Tuesday night show as well. And it's just been a, this last year has been a heck of a ride. Um, training an aviator uh, brought me into a family of like-minded individuals. And that's how I met y'all. And so get you good training. You're going to meet a lot of good people in the sport. And you're going to have a lot of fun. It's the best high you will ever have in life, getting in a paramotor. And uh, I just hope that everybody else can enjoy it like I have. I know I've, I've enjoyed being on the show for a year, and uh, hopefully the next year will be as much fun as the last one has. I can't believe that oh, it's absolutely. been a year already. And would you no. say that it was episode 21? Yeah, yeah. My uh, it, it premiered, uh, today's the 12th, uh, July 10th, 2020. Wow. So that was basically about mm, three or four weeks after I broke my leg, I came on the show and uh, y'all, y'all hosted me and you told us past guests could come on and help co-host. And I took advantage of that offer. And uh, I don't cool. know, you can't be able to get rid of me. <laughs> and here we are talking with Jim yeah. on episode 80. Yep. Season oh. two. Unbel- I mean, <laughs> we're just really just, just done so well and if you put, search for uh paramotor podcast on itunes or your favorite podcasting app i think we come up first do we not i mean everybody else that used to do a podcast doesn't do it anymore you know the audio podcast oh okay so wow. i think we're the I only appreciate you guys 100 i think Thank we're the only so active paramotor podcast actually there's a new one that i just saw that is uh from was it from England? Oh, wow. And they're doing one over in England. I can't remember, but I started listening to that because that was pretty cool. Oh, I'll hey. check it out. Absolutely. Check it out and a boot. Right, Jim? And a boot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, anybody want to say anything before we head on out, guys? Shane, Thanks, anything? Chatters. Been a great show. Oh, I'm out. All, All right. right. I'm going to bed. I am going to bed too. So thank you very much for joining us here at PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, ClearProp TV, Paratalk.org. And we'll see you next week. Actually, we'll see you tomorrow on PPGShane.com's Hanging Out with the Skinny Chef. All right. See you all. Have a good one. Bye. Later.